0: PFT Media.
1: Hey, you guys. Hey, it's your buddy, Peter. It's uh, January 2nd, 2019. Happy New Year. Hope you made it through the holidays okay. I I hope you have a healthy, prosperous, and happy and peaceful New Year uh, 2019. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for making 2018 so cool. And uh, hopefully we'll do it all again in the New Year. Uh, This episode 170... It's with a a singer-songwriter and a radio guy. His name is Joseph Martin. If you live in town, you probably know him. He's been here making music forever. He travels a lot now. He I think he spends some time in Alaska throughout the year and out on the road. And he came in and this one is really long. It's it's by far the longest one I've done to date. It's uh, 2 hours and 40 minutes and that's not including this beginning part. So if it's too long for you, uh, break it up into sections cuz it it's funny. Uh, Joseph is an amazing storyteller and he's got good stories if you know him if you're in town you know him and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a peek into some of the things we talk about if you're in town you know him you you might know the story uh and if you haven't uh met or heard of joseph this is a great jumping point a great uh place to start and who he is um in 1992 i went to see you too because if you guys know i'm I'm a Two fan i don't really apologize for that but i went to see you too and uh a guy jumped up on stage and uh, commandeered, well, commandeered, talked his way into letting the band, uh, uh, letting him play a song on the stage in front of 68,000 people, and that guy is Joseph Martin. He's right around my age, so that would put him in his early 20s. And uh, he tells us how that happened and what, on, what went on on stage, what Bono said to him, and uh, how he, he acquired a videotape of it. Because you figure back in 92, there was no no cell phones, there was no YouTube, there was none of that stuff. So uh, it's a good story. And then it just gets weirder and more wonderful and more amazing as the two hours and 40 minutes progresses. I'll, I'll tell you, there's that and then there's another highlight down at the end that had me giggling probably more than anything else that I've ever uh, heard on this podcast. It's a story about Robert Plant. Uh, I'll I'll just tease that. So if you think two hours and 40 minutes is too long, just break this up into sections because it's a funny one. And then you just listen to the next one next week. Um, Check out all of Joseph's links. There'll be links in the show notes to his band, Hindu Cowboys, his other band. Juno Smile and his radio show Sunday morning coming down. They're all dynamite and he's a good guy and he, he deserves for you to give him a follow and uh, give him a like and download his music, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm going to, uh, again, I'm going to continue talking about my life. Hopefully you guys like this. Hopefully you're into it. And what I figured I would do, I would talk about what I have planned for the new year for the podcast. We're going to tweak it. We're going to change it around just a teeny bit to make some subtle adjustments here and there. Maybe change it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I I have some plans. We're also con, con going to continue our series we're doing uh, with the modern music movement. It's called uh, "A Life of an Artist. I did my first one with Lydia Lunch, which scared the hell out of me because she is an icon in the music industry. She was there at the beginning of, of like Max, Max's Kansas City and uh, uh, CBGBs and that whole like punk kind of no wave kind of... like. Alternative rock thing, and I think it's episode 164. I think go check that out if you haven't listened to it. I got some emails out to some pretty important people in the music scene, national people, cool people that I'm I'm scared to talk to, but uh, I can't wait. And hopefully uh, there'll be a lot of that. We're working with uh, Nick over at the Modern Music Movement, so keep your fingers crossed, and I'll let you know. Also, we got another podcast coming out, and I've talked about it a little in the podcast. It's called Dinner and Good Conversation. It's with my wife. So she'll be my co-host, I'm going to have a co-host, and it's with, would be two other people, so there'll be four people, four mics, and we're eating dinner, which I know sounds like a horrible idea, but it's so far, we've recorded about six or seven of them, and they've all been a lot of fun. Got a great wine sponsor, Digress Wine, over in College Park. Uh, Le Femme du Fromage is on board. They're, they're giving us uh, chagrity boards for this thing, and the Romano Law Firm is uh, sponsoring it. And... Uh, it's gonna come out probably in um, uh, the middle of January, hopefully. I'm working on it right now, uh, so look forward to that. And I'll definitely let you know. And and follow the Dinner and Good Conversation page, and follow them on Instagram and stuff like that, because it's gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to it, and I think you're gonna like it. It's it's the same, but it's different. Uh, it, it, it's I don't think anybody's doing what I'm doing there. Like it's it's, uh, it's a it's literally we're eating with with. Uh, and talking on mic at the same time. So, uh, it's more fun than it sounds. It sounds like chaos. It's a little chaotic, but, uh, I, it's been fun. And I think you're really going to like it. Here's some other things I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to start a Patreon and, uh, I, here's why, cause I mean, I'm making a little money on this. I, nobody gets rich podcasting and, uh, I need a new computer. I need new mics. I need new soundproofing for the room. Uh, I, and I want to do a video component for this thing. So you can actually see who uh, I'm interviewing? That'd be kind of cool. And I got some, some events and some uh, some merchandise ideas, maybe some shirts and other stuff. I want I want you guys to want you to get them in your hands. So uh, I'm gonna put the Patreon up. Probably gonna be um, February sometime. And uh, you know, if, if you want to help out, that'd be dynamite. I'd love that. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, oh, it, here's what a couple of things I need from you. And this these are easy. They're fun. Uh, we're getting your emails and I appreciate that I've been getting a lot of emails to the point where I actually get to weed through them and kind of pick the good from the bad and if I haven't read your email I'm sorry uh, but you can always try again you know um, um, if it's cool I'll read it uh, email us over at scotch and at gmail.com. and here's the important one I've been I've done 170 of these things and I think I've probably got 10 phone calls since I've been doing it for three years so give us a call don't be shy you know, just, just 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 you're calling your buddy Peter. Just call up and leave me a voicemail. Tell me a joke. Uh, tell me a story. Ask some questions. Sell, uh, share something personal about your life. If it's cool, I'll play it. It's four zero seven seven zero six nine five two three. Call up seriously. Uh, and maybe I'll start throwing out some uh, some prizes to callers. Is that cool? I think it might be. Four zero seven seven zero six nine five two three. And what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, Emails. um, Oh, oh, hey, this is also the important thing. The emails, they're cool. The phone numbers, they're cooler. This is even cooler. Leave me a review on whatever you listen on. Uh, Apple Podcasts might be the ideal thing for me. Uh, The reviews help. Here's here's why. Uh, The way you're ranked on Apple Podcasts, the, the, if you go search for Scotch and Good Conversationalist, it will come up quicker if I get more reviews. And I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty well as far as the reviews go. But uh, take a couple seconds and please leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. All right, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever, leave a review. And also, even if it's bad, if you think I suck, leave me a review. Uh, this way I can learn. You know, I honestly, like, I, I do this for a living and I want to get better and I want to make the show better for you. So leave me a review. That would help. You know, it'll take a couple seconds. So do that for me. Can you do that for me? I think you can. That's it. Um, next week is my interview. I don't know. It's either my interview with Nick from the modern music movement or my mother. I interviewed my mother recently. I went up to North Carolina and, uh, I asked her some questions. She asked me some questions. Uh, it's a weird one. It's, it's uh, It was difficult sitting across from my mom and, and doing an interview, but uh, I, I think you're going to like it. You, you might get a, a little insight in who I am and where I come from, and uh, she's a sweet lady. I think you're going to like that. That's it. You guys, I'm seriously, Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Uh, take care of each other. Seriously, if if there's someone in your life that you love, tell them that. And here's my new thing. Um, If there's someone around who thinks you think maybe they need a hand, maybe they need a hug, do that. All right. Go outside and play. Have fun. Take care. Bye bye. Peace. Thank you so much for checking out episode 170. We got off to a rocky start, but I think we're going. We're going on full steam here of Scotch and Good Conversation. I am your host. My name is Peter. We are in Roseland Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And we're like a weekly, podcasty, interviewee, afternoon drinking, get together, conversational type thing. Here is what we do we find interesting people, we invite them in, we crack open a beer, we open some bourbon. We hang out, and we talk with our cell phones off. We don't go to the computer. We just kind of just kick it around like we used to. If you're into this kind of thing, go over to com. You can find each and every one of our past episodes. We are on Spotify. We're on uh, Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on the PFT Radio Network with a bunch of other really super fine podcasts. Look at you kids over there making out. (laughs) If you would like to get involved... Call us Call us (laughs) Goddamn (laughs) Rosie got me all screwed (laughs) up. She was being a naughty girl. Call us at 407-706-9523 or email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Join the Facebook group, Scotch and Good Conversationalist. And of course, we couldn't do this with the help of some people who pay us to do this, which is weird still to me. Here is a word from our sponsors you should use some of these. You want to get out tonight. You want to go someplace cool. You want a craft cocktail lovingly made by a talented bartender. You want a craft beer. You want live music, maybe a DJ to dance or just kind of hang out and shoot the shit with some cool people. Little Indies is your place to go. Like I said, craft cocktails, they're they're amazing. They're ever-changing menu of delicious craft and just dynamite craft beers all in it. it's just a super cool environment. Lil is up in one of the best sections of town. It's, it's the Mills Sex, You know where it is. It's right next to Will's Pub. It's where you need to be tonight. Go check them out right now. They are located at 1036 Mills Avenue. Like I said, right next to Will's. Go in there and get yourself something yummy. Hang out. Let them know you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we're back. Now you need that mic, moving that mic back to your face. Okey-doke. Just got you comfortable. Uh, we actually have a guest and another guest. I only have notes for one of you, That's though. I'm two. sorry. I know, right? Uh, Joseph Martin. Martin's you can't, with you an keep S. There we go. Away,
2: you would think you'd know how to do that. By
1: mm-hmm. now. <laughs> You've done this before. I, I know some things about you. <laughs> Say hi.
3: Hey. hey. <laughs> Hello, listeners, fellow travelers, and passengers to the unknown.
1: You, uh, I'm sorry. It took a long time to get the, the record button going. Uh, Rosie was being very bad this afternoon. You blame everything on Rosie. But it was, it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> mostly because of her, because she freaked me out. I, and I, I don't pretend to have children or understand having little ones who represent you, who are being bad. And yeah. she was being very bad. She was being a very bad girl.
2: Our but... dog is our child, too, so we get it. We, uh... We, we take her everywhere with us, including planes and everything. And you always have to kind of be on your toes because you don't want your dog to do something when you're not looking and it screws, you know, pay, you pay for it later. And Peter, it don't
3: forget whose it. studio this is.
1: Yeah, well, it's Rosie Lynn Studios. So right. yes. yes, I know. I yeah. I'm, very, I'm very aware so, that she's in charge. Rosie <laughs> and my wife are basically in charge of my life. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you You for said you us. hadn't listened, which is totally fine. Uh, these are three things that I know about you, Joseph. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay. First number thing is you have a little radio show of your own, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been doing it for a really long time. And by little, I didn't mean that because that sounds condescending because you have a, an amazing institution in Orlando. You you are one of the, I can't, I can never find the hotspot in this mic. But <laughs> I, you are one of the cool things that make Orlando this cool place. What, what uh-huh. is, tell the kids uh, what you do.
3: Um, God, you have a voice. I am a, uh, a radio hobbyist. Uh-huh. I have a weekly three-hour program called Sunday Morning Coming Down from 9 to noon Eastern Standard Time terrestrially on 104.1 FM which is WTKS mm-hmm. Real Radio. That sounds right. And uh, of course you can also find us on their uh, web presence which is iHeart mm-hmm. keyword Sunday Morning or, uh, or Real Radio. Well tell the kids what it is because it's wonderful. Uh, what it is <clears throat> what it isn't.
1: What it isn't. Okay,
3: tell the kids what it is. Is the music that the music and programming that you commonly find on mainstream okay radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that gives us a lot of room to work with because over the years it seems like we've gotten mainstream radio more consolidated. Mm-hmm. Because they fine-tuned their algorithms to, f- they, they feel like they've figured out their audience. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, they have. And they think, i feel like they might have. A lot of radio listeners. And they think, yeah. they think that if you listen to classic rock, you don't listen to jazz, you don't listen to other genres. So they, they've got a classic rock station, and, and they have a modern rock station. And then, you know, in public radio, you, you're probably talking either classical or jazz or any number of other things that get neglected by mainstream radio. Yep. But that's basically... Oh, and then you have your, your modern pop. Let's not forget about that. You yeah. have your hip-hop. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is is that the people that we meet and that we hang out and appreciate music with, they have an eclectic music listening uh, appreciation. And so Sunday Morning Coming Down caters to that. Mm-hmm. And it it's anchored in what... I imagine you would, if you know the song "Sunday Morning Coming Down" from Chris Christopherson, yep. you'd figure, okay, you're probably talking about singer-songwriter stuff. You're probably talking about classic country and Americana. Those are all very true. And uh, but we also throw in some curveballs. I like to connect the dots between how uh, classic country is born out of gospel and blues. Yep. Yep and and I'd like to show where its birthplace is and I also like to show where it went in terms of influencing rock and roll like the Stones the Beatles and so forth and so on and, and obviously there were pioneers that helped bridge it over in in terms of the, the audiences that that may not have <clears throat> initially appreciated classic country people like Graham Parsons were one of the first to help you know turn on the rock and rollers to uh to country music and and i think uh a, a lot of bands did as well the grateful dead mm-hmm. there's a lot of country uh, influences in their music and uh even though you know, they they might get overlooked because they'd be considered, you know, hippie rock. Or yeah, psychedelic. the, the nine-minute song is where they, I, I could never get past the It's hard to find hard to find radio-friendly nine-minute song. Uh, <laughs> Grateful Dead because they they're most of their stuff is live recordings yeah. and they ramble a lot. A little bit. There's a lot of noodling yeah. going on. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> i um, noodling
1: going on over here. Here's here's true. Here, here's what I can tell you from, from from a listener. Well, I, I'd be lying if I said I listened recently because I don't have a radio and I'm not normally awake. It's Sundays on Sundays, but I, I used to work. I used to work at a Washburn Imports. Oh, I love John. Who doesn't love yeah. John? He fired me, and I love John. <laughs> <laughs> um, What'd you do? <laughs> I, I I drank a lot, yeah. but but that's what you did at Washburn Imports yeah. at, <laughs> still at <do>. the time. <laughs> <Still do. laughs> but uh, um, I used to have you on on Sunday mornings, and people would come nice. through and go, "What are you playing?" And it's it's the perfect and I, I, please take this as a compliment. It is the perfect background music to the soundtrack of your life. Thank you. And yeah. it's also the perfect hangover music. Good. Yeah. The, with the name of, of the song. Yeah. It's literally, it's great Sunday morning music. It, it really is. It's, it's something that you can play in the background, but occasionally go, oh, man, I haven't heard that in a million years or, or that's new or what is that? And then if you're what I think your target demographic is, you'll go and look that up yeah. Yeah, and find out where that came from and where that came from. And that's what, it's yeah. what I love about it. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, only in my probably 20s or 30s did I not know that Sunday Morning Coming Down was Chris Christofferson. It wasn't Johnny Cash. Right. You know, and, and a lot of people wouldn't know that. And that that's the kind of thing that you're doing. It's yeah. To me, it reminds me, when I was a kid, I, the, we're talking 78, 77 here, uh, I had an AM radio in my room. And I, not being hip to music, I just listened to what I liked. And I liked the country music station, the AM country music station in 1977. It was playing cool country music and that's that's kind of what i like about your show it makes me happy
3: it's iron it's ironic isn't it that uh i think that once fm came along it gave am radio a chance to become really eclectic yeah yeah. because they weren't worried about um what's the word I'm, i'm not to say that they didn't want to be competitive but they, there wasn't as much pressure yeah yeah I th- I think, because, <laughs> because in, no one was
1: spending money then. In, 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 <laughs> yeah, in FM, unfortunately yeah
3: it's so brutal you know here i am sunday morning coming down is on you know arguably one of the largest mainstream radio Absol- stations in, in, in central florida absolutely our, they're, they're a powerhouse our signal is a hundred thousand watts yeah it's crazy and so, but with that comes a lot of oversight, yeah. and of course, FCC, and I've, I have a funny story about that yeah. I could share. Yeah,
0: this, this
3: but, show but might but
0: not
2: we'll, be around that much,
3: we'll, much. <laughs> we'll, Oh no! We'll get there. <laughs> oh no, we'll get no, there. no, 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 uh, no. Sorry,
2: Jack
1: But no. you know, there,
3: there are definitely a for-profit station, yeah, yeah. As, as all terrestrial mainstream stations are, and but for some reason that I can't really explain, I can guess, but I, I don't know empirically, they gave me a show, <laughs> and I, I I think it might have a little bit who you know. Well, yeah, you know some people. Yeah, the, well, yeah. Go back. I mean, the show it
2: started, started that on way. Rollins, yeah,
3: it's yes. Oh, it. Right. Start, I guess I guess you're right. It was on WPRK, so, uh, right? Yeah. It started yeah. that way, but it, it didn't end up that way. Yes, I was on uh, Ron's Co- college radio, people the best like in basement radio. Another one. Still wonder,
1: another wonderful WPRK. Little,
3: little, little snippet of Orlando. And if you haven't checked out WPRK, now that yeah. they have their antenna back up. You need to Yeah, yeah. that's right. They yeah. they lost <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. It was, it was we like were a out year. of town when that happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh I had a show called Pickin' Grinning and Sening. Uh-huh. And it was a lot like Sunday morning coming down, but it was mostly uh I'd say probably three quarters to ninety percent of our show was uh classic country pre nineteen seventy four. Cool. Seventy four and later. Cool. Because I feel like seventy four for me is when things change in the music industry and, and they started going, you know what, we need a bigger piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. And they started changing their sound to make more money because it is, it's called the music business because mm-hmm. it is a business. <laughs> and some people forget that. You <laughs> yeah, know. well. You know, they're, they're trying to be artistic, but let's face it, at the end of the day, it's, it's not completely unlike selling hot dogs. And, hit
1: me No, I feel like you've said this before go know, hit me
3: yeah well there you know there's there's packaging involved mm-hmm. you gotta get the right color and yeah. taste yeah and you're trying to reach the largest audience and in order to do that you have to you know it's, it's, it's like beer why do you think Bud Light is the most popular beer on the planet because
1: it's simple and stupid. It tastes,
3: <laughs> it tastes like bad flavored water. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's, it's pretty much an, a thing that everybody loves. Think, think. Yeah. Of, I mean, you could go to a, a, a place that sells a, a hundred different beers on draft, and some bonehead will still come in there and go, "I'll have a Bud Light." <laughs> You just want to I just I, I can't well, control. i talking
2: about that. That's the same person that Mm-mm. that tunes in to the radio and FM that's got those same 20 songs that you've heard 5 million times.
0: Yeah.
2: Or the same person that comes up and requests to hear a song that they just heard 5 seconds I mean, ago. I mean, I love that kind of thing. I
3: love Zeppelin, Beatles, Pink Floyd. Those are my, that's my trifecta from a kid. Yeah. It's expanded. Exponentially. Cool parents. The
1: cool parents. They played proper music for you, or did my you...
3: parents were into classic country and gospel and my and, and polka. And that sounds like pretty cool parents. My actually. mom. <laughs> my mom. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't, I don't. I don't remember
2: <laughs> in the black and white days.
3: I don't remember that she had a. I don't. I don't remember there being a station in in that old 1977 Chevy. Uh, land yacht of a station wagon that we were schlepped to school uh, five days a week. I don't remember there being a radio station that she could tune into that played the good classic country. She almost always had it on classic symphonic music. And I got turned on to Brahms and Stravinsky. And uh, a lot of Beethoven and Mozart and so forth. But at home and in the motor home, my parents had an old uh, seventy. 677 Winnebago Brave. That sounds wonderful. With a, uh, an 8-track player. And they had several of these uh, fake leather vinyl.
1: The ones that, that uh, tilted and you can, you can sit in the front but turn around to the back? What do they The front seats, the driver's two driver's oh, yeah, seats, did yeah. they turn around so you could yeah. hold court? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah those they are the, still
2: do. They're yeah. all, um, That's you a popular, know, our motorhome is out yeah. on your road, yeah. yeah, yeah here. I saw that, yeah. Okay. I saw
1: him trying to pull it in, but we'd, we'd sit and I lied about it fitting in my neighborhood, by the way. Sorry about that. No, I, know. I, I honestly do
2: Your neighbors are so freaked out right now, I'm sure they're like, oh my
3: god, unfortunately, crazy. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'd probably. Shouldn't say this, but uh, I think I took out a couple of branches and some power lines on the way over here.
1: Yeah, I, I got a neighbor. I'll, I'll point him out later. You can empty your septic on his lawn if you <laughs> want. You. Thing number two that I know about you, and there'll be yes. there'll be links to uh, uh, Sunday morning coming down in the show notes, and you should check it out. It is very cool. Thing number two, and, and I've met you before. I met you. you just we know a lot of the same people. Yeah, it's a small town. And, and technically, I didn't meet you this day, but I saw you play Bono's guitar in 1992 <laughs> and i didn't realize it was you until about four or five years ago you got in front of 70,000 80,000 people oh well, let's not exaggerate i think it was more like
3: 68 okay
1: okay 000. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you my end of the story okay because uh, i'm uh that that was about the fifth time i saw you two all right and uh, it was uh, December, I want to say, of uh, two thousand. I think I wrote it down ninety-two here. So you were
2: at the show. You I was at in. the
1: show. I had seen oh. <laughs> I had seen them once already in uh, in Lakeland, the opening day of that that concert. Oh, cool. And uh, I was there, and I got tickets like last minute. Some up in the nosebleed sections.
3: That was the first. That's where they kicked off their concert. Tour was Lakeland, Florida. They
1: kicked off that tour in Lakeland. Where it sold out in two minutes at the Lakeland Civic Center. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
3: How many? How many seats? That's
1: that's not much. It's maybe eight thousand. It's really small. Yeah, it's I mean. really. You've never seen a show in Lakeland? No. That's crazy to me.
3: Yeah, there's
2: lots of good shows out there. I saw oh.
3: Sticks there. That's about God, it. God, like Sticks. Record. Sticks' new album is Their really. Their new record. Good. Is it good? So yeah. we do
2: listen to music. Just... <laughs> it really? Oh, man. The new Sticks record is one of my favorite go-tos these days. All right. I'm, I'm having
1: anything that doesn't, anything awesome. with nothing to do with Dennis D. Young makes me angry because I love my Sticks, yeah. original Sticks yeah, with, yeah, with the original drummer and, and um, uh, Tommy Shaw's still young and beautiful. Anyway, I, I, I remember... He's you got to give
2: it a try. I think
1: I, no, I, I, I will. Because I'm assuming they replaced him with somebody who sounds just like you know,
2: him. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. who it is they replaced, but it that sounds makes me like sad. old school <laughs> The sex.
3: vocals sound great, though.
2: That's the thing. Is this old
3: school. Is it. that Mr. Roboto? Yes, it is. That's a, that's a Mr. Roboto. It's I like, would not want to wake up from a dead sleep and have that guy <laughs> hovering over my bed. That's, 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 I, people, I got that that's when, really when I was like 13. I love that poster. My wife...
1: So anyway, I'm up in the nosebleed section, and I think you two were about to uh, take a, a a break. Yeah. And somehow you wound up on stage, and I remember you guys talking to each other for a hot minute. And Bono says something like, "This is Joseph. He's got a song." Yeah. And then you went on to to.
3: They left. They left the stage, right? It was yeah, you... They gave me the stage. <laughs> Bad so, idea.
1: So you you were, uh, what, because you were both the same age, so you were 23 at the yeah, time? Good. What a f- set of fucking balls on you, man. Yeah. Well, question for you. Yeah.
2: Were they... Putting the lyrics on the big.
1: I, I don't that I don't Do you remember. Yeah. That? yeah, I... because yeah. it
2: seems like on the was video this set up? that was seen <laughs> that looked... people are singing along, and we're always like, what?
1: I, I remember the name of the song. It was an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind. I remember that, wow. and that's how someone posted a video of it recently yeah. in a local Facebook group. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry I I, I know that, that I like you probably don't want to rehash something you did when you were 25 and you got shit going on. It's
0: kind of a
2: cool story though where that video came from um,
3: and how it how it resurfaced. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, everything that you've said is correct. Um, and yes, Jesse, there were the the lyrics uh, in addition to some other weird lyrics that or or words that I don't know were those what what inspired that whoever was controlling the, yeah the jumbotron which by the way I was not aware <laughs> that you know here I am I'd seen the entire show uh-huh. up until the point that I crashed the stage <clears throat> I knew there was a jumbotron up there <laughs> but for some <laughs> reason when I got up there and I'm performing thank God I forgot you, you weren't aware of that that, that there is a 90 foot jumbotron yeah, yeah behind me. And thank God I didn't turn around because my fat face was all over it <laughs> with a big close up. And, you know, a uh, little antidote to that when I came back into town, because this was at Tampa's Sombrero Stadium, which no longer exists, uh, I go back to my favorite coffee shop at the time, which was Yab Yum, no longer okay. there.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, rest in peace, Yab Yum. I was a go lounge uh, dude for a long time. I
3: think it was yeah. my friend Larissa, my favorite. uh coffee girl there she she goes uh hey i i saw you get up on stage you too and 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 goes on and i said i don't know why the first thing on my mind was i said oh you must have good you must have good seats she goes oh no we were nosebleed
1: yeah that's was up by me probably yeah
3: i go well how did you know that was me then because you know you can't see faces from that no 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 she goes joseph you were on the jumbotron i definitely (laughs) saw your face and i and I, by the way, I recognize that song because you play it here at Yabium sometimes because I used to host <laughs> a, a weekly uh, songwriter's night. Anyway, the the idea, wait, are, is it your turn to talk or am I
1: No, to? no, you, you <laughs> knock yourself out, dude. That's, that's what I'm here
3: for, baby. I, I, I just love to listen to people's stories. Um, the inspiration behind this, first of all, I'm a huge YouTube fan. Yeah, yeah. Mostly the earlier stuff, I have to admit, I lost track of a lot of their stuff. Uh, after I think the last record that I actually bought of theirs was Everything You Can't Leave Behind. I think that's where I stepped off too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped and, caring. And, and my my last favorite record of theirs was Octoon Baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, have you listened um, that recently? Because it doesn't hold up. It yeah, sounds like 1990 to me. Yeah, yeah. But it's
3: uh, lyrically it's brilliant. It, everything Bono does lyrically, I think, is still good. Yeah, but I think that. Uh, well, I don't want to go off course too much, but look it's podcasting it it, it is it is a miracle for a band to be relevant for that many decades and in order to stay relevant you have to be willing to reinvent yourself yep which they did constantly most bands try and fail yep because their fans go fuck you yeah i i I, I want the old stuff and uh and you know maybe rightfully so i don't know that that's totally opinion you know because i I think that we always polarized towards the music when we first got laid Yeah. we first got high we first had the feeling like we're being adults that first sensation of being an independent and that music that is associated with that joyride with your friends and you're outside of parental control I hope for you and for your memory that music was good Because if that moment was spent listening to, you know... I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Marks. Say <St>. Richard Marks. <laughs> was, okay, that would that that would work. I was just going to leave a blank and go insert here.
1: I, I'm pretty sure Richard Marks doesn't listen to the podcast. We can shit on him. And Right Here Waiting is uh, a beautiful song. Like If you're listening, Richard, it's, it's a beautifully written song. I mean, he wrote it okay, for his wife.
3: For, I, I can't even remember their name because I think I blocked them out. <laughs> and, but re- remember those, those two guys that did... In sync dancing, and it, they got busted for lip Milli syncing. Vanilli, yeah. Thank man. you. You're welcome. So Millie Vanilli, let's talk about them for a second.
1: <laughs> we wanted to attack
3: Millie or Vanilli first. <laughs> no, let's let's not talk about. <laughs> no, it because, no. One of them's dead. It's, it, it's obviously wasn't okay. hard, it interesting? hard times fell on them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and bless their hearts, man. Anybody in that same position would have chased the dream. They had people on their ears. Going, this is how you do it. Uh-huh. You, you good looking young guys. You can't sing, but we can fix that. Yeah, we we, we, we You don't need to sing. <laughs> and, hey, but there's one caveat. Yeah, you can't let people know. Don't that let you're anybody not singing. ever know. But, but you know you something? Know
1: who did
2: sing those parts? Hang
3: on, let me get to that. <laughs> That's an. I'm I am I, like I the, here. Here's the funny thing. I distinctly remember the first. Like when they when they their swell of success on the radio where you couldn't get away from that oh, stupid geez. song. i I'm, I remember distinctly soon because that was the that was when MTV really was music yeah. television. Yeah. Now they're just some bullshit I, regurgitated crap. I'm, I'm not aware of I we do cable TV, so should, I haven't. Why don't they just change their name to reality TV? Anyway, I remember seeing the video and going, Those are the guys who are singing this? No. That that is not the <laughs> voice way too pretty I knew no it just and I don't know if this comes from me being a, a, a vocalist myself but I just knew that voice couldn't come, come from out of that, that body. body yeah yeah it didn't look right yeah. it, maybe it was bad lip syncing I haven't seen that video for so long I can't remember of course all videos are lip synced yeah. so that's a stupid thing for me to say but uh, <laughs> it was no surprise like when all of a sudden all these people were like oh I can't believe they did, that wasn't their voice it's like well you're freaking idiots we weren't that, that smart that, back then that wasn't <laughs> we, we weren't a brilliant bunch of people but nowadays you know if you if you know anything about large arena shows and and all the production that goes into it most of the time the person britney spears uh, i can't i don't know about taylor swift but i imagine most of these people that are, are they're performing in front of 60 plus thousand people they, uh, everybody's heard of auto tune, mm-hmm. that's old, they're not using that anymore. Okay, they're using a a pre recorded, it's your voice, and there's a computer that allows the what it does is it follows along. You have to be on cue, by the way, you can't do any impromptu. Everyone
2: has click in there, yeah. yeah. But
3: what's going on is the computer knows when you get off key, and it just immediately, in a blink of an eye, fades. That other track that you sang into, and if you really get off, then you're no longer listening. vocals you down. <laughs> you're no longer listening to the live so, track. Yeah, you're.
0: Listening. I need
3: that for podcasting. That'd be great. But where this where this gets screwed up, and where people have their aha moment, uh-huh. is when the performer is not on cue. They forget something. And then that damn voice Mariah track Carey. will will come <laughs> in and, yeah, yeah. and it will haunt you. Yeah. it's like whoops. Dropped. Yeah, yeah. She they can't was
2: hear it right. You're...
3: And and sometimes You're I, I, have a, I have a feeling there there might be a man behind the board or a woman behind the board who, who might be at blame in occasions for uh, for not doing something right. yeah, oh uh, uh, my right
2: girlfriend back. was playing piano with Moby on a, in a tour and um, somebody pushed the the pause button on what you're hearing out front and literally all the sound Ooh. from the stage dropped whoops for a good like hot second bam back in but nobody knew where they were Moby Uh-oh. like stormed off stage someone got fired I
1: just found 50 cents was, on this couch no, that's wow. one person it might belong to Jack Bradshaw he sat there a little while ago is you, this you American can, can money have, I don't, maybe Jack Bradshaw oh yeah, yeah. he yeah. owes me a lot more okay. than 50 so, cents I keep <laughs> <yeah, laughs> it oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and thing number three about you, and I told you, I met you before. Wait, the, wait, wait. We oh, have, we, still not, we still talk we have about it. have a lot of <laughs> <bookmarks>. <laughs> yeah, we, we got so wait much to do. Like <laughs> okay, go hit three. me, hit
3: me. No, no, hit me. All right, so do you want the U2 story? Yeah, <laughs> uh, please. So
1: you climb up there and you, you, no, no, you pull no. your
3: pants. We have to go backwards. Okay. The video. Um, we have to go backwards to the first show that I saw was Joshua Tree at uh, JFK Stadium in DC with my, my, one of my best friends and guitarist from my band in Nashville when I lived there. Was it with Los Lobos? Matt. No. Okay. Craven <laughs> Raven and the Gods of Throb. I saw
1: him with Los Lobos and Buckwheat Zydeco on that
3: tour. Really? Yeah, it
1: was good. It was I a party.
3: Did, I I do remember them playing. What it was an, in Tampa. What an odd pairing. Yeah, I know. It was great. I but, used to play with <laughs> <time. laughs> Buckwheat. Did you but, really? But they played this old antiquated stadium outdoor style, you know, and, uh, and it and we had terrible seats and at one point Bono it's towards the end he says something to the point of uh, anybody out there play guitar and of course everybody that heard him raises their hand yeah, yeah yeah and maybe 10% of them actually do play guitar but whatever they're like yeah I play guitar suddenly <laughs> suddenly and, and he he I've uh, heard music he pulls just some random kid that was you know standing and Right there, it's like such a beautiful moment because this person gets to be a rock star. Yeah, and uh, bless his heart, man. But but he couldn't play guitar, and it was kind of sad. But yeah, also, it was. But it, he's not on my podcast right now. But it was. <laughs> but it was kind of cool because Bono handled it with such grace in yeah, yeah. class, and he and he still made the kid feel good about himself. Yeah. Not like you asshole. What are you doing? Why'd Ru- you ra- ruining wait, why the show did you raise everyone? your hand? You know that there's a thousand people around you that also rose their hand. Yeah. Why didn't you give them a chance?
1: I, wanted a and, hug.
3: Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, be blessed by St. Bono anyway. Um, and then I saw him again. Uh, and I believe it was the same tour, a zoo TV tour. Yeah. That, uh, I saw them down in Miami, and he did the same thing. And and that time, the person that got up there knew the song. They were they because typically they do this with a song everybody's heard. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a people pl- get ready or something. It's yeah. a classic. I think it was Standby. Okay, yeah,
1: a couple chords. I can't play
3: them, but Then he got up there. Somebody can. And it was this great moment, and everybody was cheering and loving and feeling like, what what would it be like for me to be up there with Bono? Oh, uh-huh, and that's and going I, through your head. And I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. And my friends that were with me were, like, nudging me. Dude, dude that should be you. You, Up there. Here, you play guitar? Dark, you actually do play guitar. You're so much better. I'm like, it's not a competition. And, <laughs> I, I do. But yeah, I am. But... Thank you for saying. It. <laughs> and I was thinking, uh, yeah, I would love to be that person. But I would not do Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah. I would want to do my own song. set <laughs> on you. And... Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, I, 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 I dream big. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what happened between the, the, after that moment and our, our, our long drive back from Miami, which by the way, we were heading to the next show, which was in Tampa. Yeah. Um, at the time, we were scalping tickets, and I, I know that sounds... It's so 1990. Sounds uncool. <laughs> yeah. But you know what we were doing? Yeah. We, I didn't know this until my buddy Doug turned me on to this little thing you can do. Is There's enough people at certain shows, uh, high-volume shows, where you can stand out. If you get there early when people start showing up, you can find people that are willing to sell their... T- they're so desperate to get rid of them because they're trying to get in. They're with their girlfriend or their yeah. boyfriend. And they want to just unload them, and uh, they will sell them below face value. Aww. And if you want I to be, to. if you that. want to be moral about it, cool. You could actually make a pretty decent profit selling tickets at face value. Yeah, and and that's what we—that's what I was doing anyway. And 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 so what you would do is at the end of a couple of hours of doing this. In theory, you could end up with some really yeah, good boat, seats. Po-
1: yeah, and a pocket full
3: of cash. In, inside of yeah. them. No,
1: no, they're, you're selling them at face value. So no, it, and, it all and, comes and, out even. Yeah, I
3: had, yeah. Em- I had enough money for beer. Oh, that's and, oh, and, it's really important. And also seats to the Golden Circle, which yeah, is yeah. this area that's the most coveted seats. And that's what we had for Tampa. And uh, also with the idea in mind, we, we stopped in Orlando first. I, I forgot about that detail because I had to pick up my demo cassette to hand the Bono of original material <laughs> and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna ask him to play a song i'm just gonna be nice i'm gonna hand him my cassette and he's gonna go cool you're a songwriter too you're gonna be on mother records no i'm gonna check it out and i'll probably sign <laughs> you and hey you and i might just go out on a solo tour maybe i'm gonna get rid of larry mullins and you'll start playing with us no so i get to the show and this is in my mind and i've got butterflies most of the show and by the way we had the best seats because I'm right next at the, At that time their stage configuration consisted of a catwalk yeah right the down the center the stage, you remember yeah that shoots out about an extra 80 feet or mm-hmm. something like that and outside of the catwalk is a line of yellow shirted very very large men yeah 350 plus <laughs> uh, could have been NFL linebackers but whatever whatever bad decisions they made led them to being concert security and and now here they are but they're back to the to the stage trying looking to, forward trying to prevent people like <laughs> you me getting on stage he's getting on stage <laughs> yeah and uh, at, at some point it was towards the end there uh, the, the last you know the 11th hour of the show, of the concert where I had kind of finagled my way I was I was probably half a dozen seats from the catwalk and there were enough people that were they just left their seats and they're more like hanging. were there seats down there? There were seats. Really? I remember. There I was being so seats. far up I yeah. couldn't barely see you. And they they were now these a lot of these people were just hanging on this this fence yeah. that was a, about a foot maybe above eye line for most people and I I think I, I think my eyes I'm about you know a little you tall dude yeah and um, I remember it said and Bono's prancing back and forth <laughs> using using the, the catwalk and we're all you know hanging on just looking at him like I, yeah <laughs> and, uh, and it was weird because I had this moment where you know of course he's looking down at everybody but yeah. I had this moment where I really thought our eyes locked <laughs> oh my First, I don't think I ever told you that <laughs> I and uh think. I know that sounds and you know but everybody everybody down there probably feels that yeah, way. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I felt that That's way. That's why they're yeah. famous.
1: That's what they <laughs> you You felt that way <laughs> that from and from nosebleed. I, I am
3: second to last he row in that
1: stadium. <laughs> That's why I I'm going to get like signed that. and played. Yeah, of
0: course.
3: So anyway, we, like we we had these eyes locked and, and uh <laughs> sure And, and, just and just then fast fast forward to the next song or two. Yeah. Uh the the whole the house and the, and, the, and the stage lights all go black and there's just that jumbotron with Martin Luther King and all these cool little sound bites going on and, and there's, there's this part of a speech and Martin Luther King is talking about um, taking risks and making the dream happen. Such <laughs> your Rocky moment. And it's dark. It's very dark. Except lighters. A lot of lighters. No cell phones back then. Probably some yeah. lighters. Yeah. I don't remember that. I just remember... Well, you were in the zone. I remember closing yeah. my eyes... Gonna and, make the leap. ...and thinking to myself, this is where I'm gonna make the leap. Uh-huh. And not just figuratively speaking. <laughs> yeah. But, man, it's Even gonna... To start up. It's gonna take me <laughs> jumping over this, like... What seems like a ten-foot fence, yeah. yeah, and a three hundred and fifty-pound past the frat boys who got security, yeah, and, and the hells onto, angels yeah. onto that uh, onto that stage, and all of a sudden it started to rain. I, I because I remember they think they played "Singing in the Rain" at some point during that and show, I, but, uh, yeah. and I and I just all of a sudden I, it's like something took over. I jump. I actually felt the guy's hand feather <laughs> feather my my leg as I was. As I was jumping onto the the catwalk, and I I jumped with such gusto. Yeah, you did. That I <laughs> that's what I was thinking when I saw you jump. I, I was like, that guy's got gusto. I almost <laughs> I almost jumped over the cat. No, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, but it there was rain. It would be now. funny if you jumped over the catwalk and <laughs> right, on the other side. Just to the other side like, I guess it
2: wasn't. Like, Shit, moment. that didn't go the way I wanted. Cartoon character.
3: <laughs>
1: Boing. No, but I
3: I'm wearing these goofy hippie sandals.
1: <laughs> you went sandals yeah. on stage, and I
3: and I. And, and they're they're completely oh, the they're completely smooth on the bottom, and I just remember my feet landing on this on this catwalk, and I was like, oh shit, it's slick up here. I'm gonna die. I almost, <laughs> I almost did slide all the way off the other side. Look, I'm so glad you did and I, and I felt the other security guy grab my leg, and now all these hands are going towards me. As I'm running down the catwalk, and these guys, the security guys are following me, yeah. I can see these shadows coming, <laughs> flanking off the both sides of the stage, running towards the middle to meet me before I get to Bono. Bono is back turned in front of the, the, the drum riser, and there's just a silhouette of Bono with his arms spread like Jesus Christ. <laughs> of
1: course. And, That's how
3: he goes through life. And I'm running. This is I'm, pre-glasses Bono. Also, and I remember I the yeah. thought yeah. running through my head, God, he's so much smaller than a person. And like, am I sure this is Bono? Is this a stand-in? Is this, I'm going to run up there, and it's going to be a kid standing there. Surprise! But, <laughs> but I barely, I, I'm, I start, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe, I don't know, 30 feet from him, and I'm like, Bono! Bono! <laughs> because he can hear Bono. you. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> With Martin Luther King. But, but I don't know if he heard me, or if it was just the timing. he turned around, and he looks at me, and his hands go from... Out like you know, like a Y, yeah, down to more like a hug, a hug.
1: Oh, it's and, he, and he puts his
3: and I, I go over there and I just remember uh he and th- and then his hands turn to a a like stop. don't <laughs> kill Slow me. down. You're wearing hippie sandals. <laughs> <laughs> you might slide into me. No, he was telling his security to not to kill you to back off. Yeah, yeah. and he goes, no, no, no. He's it's cool, it's cool. And I and I run over. And I put my arm around him, and he, and he immediately takes control of the situation. It's he sits me, sits me down on the on the drum riser, and you know I'm breathing hard. My <clears throat> heart's who the fuck are you? Beating <laughs> no, he he just he the whole his whole demeanor was. As if he was expecting me. Yeah. Because he's what took you so long? It's to... bottom. And, he, and, he, and I hand him. I'm like, you know, hand, trying to hand him the, the cassette with his shaking hand, and and he goes, Oh, so you're a songwriter." <laughs> and I'm like, well, "Who? What gave you that thought?" And I I said, uh, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, "So, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Who, who are your influences?" And I go, no, you know what? That was the one good, band. Good for you. I did not say. Yeah. I, it wasn't because I wanted to admit it. Yeah. Omit it. I was just my brain was flushed with adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I think I said Patsy Cline, Elvis, and Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's <laughs> solid answers. <laughs> yeah, that, those, are, those are pretty pretty <laughs> and, good answers. And he goes, okay. Right, well, um, right, hang on a second. And he he stands up, walks to the, you know the, the the microphone in the center. The stage, the the can come, the can light comes on, and he goes, uh, and I don't remember exactly, but he says something to the effect of, "Hey, everybody!" Uh, so uh, we were just about to get there.
2: And then Joseph 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 killed it For
3: everyone And then (laughs) then he pauses And he goes And then uh, Joseph arrives (laughs) And he he turns around And looks at me With his smile
1: (laughs) You ruined the concert For everyone That's basically
3: What he was saying (laughs) In a very nice way Just like that kid That couldn't play guitar Uh At JFK Stadium He was trying to make me Feel better Yeah yeah And uh, I appreciated that because I'm sitting there on that drum riser going, "What? I've made the worst mistake of my entire life." (laughs) And now he was going to make me pay for it. I'm never going to get on Peter's podcast. (laughs) Yeah, this has ruined my chance to be on a podcast. There's no
1: such thing as podcasting. What what is a podcast?
3: podcast So I said, uh, I didn't say anything. I'm sitting there listening to him talk, and he goes uh, something to the effect of. He's a he's a great songwriter. Do you want to hear one of his songs or not? I clap. Doing it again, yes. Everybody clapped because I don't think they heard half of what he said. And yeah. for all they know <laughs> He's got Bob Dylan backstage. Yeah, 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 And who doesn't want to hear Bobby. a song? <laughs> who doesn't want to hear a song from somebody that Bono has just now endorsed? Yeah. yeah. I'm you know?
2: pretty sure at that point, honey, everyone was aware that someone had stolen the stage. Because you. the Actually, security guards were let like me, surrounding no, no. you.
3: I'm going to get to that part. <laughs> because we don't find out till later yeah. that mo- everybody I talked to thought it was staged. No pun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I get up there and I Bono turns around and he's kind of laughing he because he knows he's just really put me on the spot yeah (laughs) yeah instead of like like, dude, I don't want to listen here because cassette. Why, 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 don't you
0: just, why, don't you, why don't you
3: just play one for us? We're, I'm going to go backstage and yeah. smoke one. There's Guinness back there somewhere. Yeah, like a they and, and either you're going to embarrass yourself, yeah. crash and burn, or it's going to be a great you're moment own it. Yeah. for all of us. Yeah. But the last thing he said to me before <laughs> I took the, the mic was, make it a quick one. <laughs> and oh he's my hero that's the You're only still my hero yeah. that's that's the only instruction he gave me and i did not abide by 10
2: minutes later
3: no it was more like seven minutes 46 <laughs> seconds but anyway he hands me his guitar beautiful gibson um i get the volume turned on and and i i say it and all of a sudden, I'm speaking in an Irish accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, it's good to finally be no, here.
0: Right, Great <laughs> <Right laughs> to finally be here. Oh what the? Oh
2: I've,
3: I've, I've literally been I've been talking to an Irishman for one minute. It's, it's code switching. And all of a sudden, yeah. I'm Irish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so like something, thing. it's good to finally be here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, whatever uh i i yeah so this song it's called an eye for an eye uh-huh and i i i wrote it when i was still living in nashville i recorded it with my band hindu cowboys okay that was in my notes by the way i just, just, yeah, just sticking get the, back the, the, to the, that. the long way and <laughs> to it, was, it was it was inspired by uh, a gandhi quote and years later when i got involved with with being an activist uh i uh I, had a, I remember I think there's like a picture of me somewhere holding up a sign at an anti-war rally. And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You still love the soldiers in the military. Anyway, I was holding up a, a sign that said, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And then later on, I, I wrote that song and, um, and stole the line from Gandhi and, and played it at this U2 show six years later. And, and the song can go three and a half minutes. Or it can go 10 minutes, because uh-huh. it has an anthem ending. Yeah. And if there's people singing along and they're into it, why not extend it? That's what anthems are, are for. And, and man, I, I, I don't know what the 65-plus thousand people were doing, but the first 10 rows, which yeah. is all I could see, yeah, they were holding up lighters, their, their hands were swaying with the music, and I thought, I don't know if this is just selective memory, that they were actually singing along, to the song, to the to that one line, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, and so I'll be damned if I'm going to get off stage <laughs> I, 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 when there's all these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was, I just, I just went with it until go. all of a sudden I feel the presence of this short man standing next to me, and a hand on my back,
0: right
2: and I turn
3: on. and I look, and it's Bono, but now he's transformed into this the, the fly. Sequ- <laughs> no, he's no, okay. no, he's the sequined. Oh, the devil. Uh, yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. yeah, okay. With with the fly glasses. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's patting me and he's looking at me like, Dude, what the fuck are you <laughs> doing? Like I told you to make it a quick one. <laughs> And um and I and I just and I end the song and and as I'm ending the song though there is music coming yeah, out of the like monitors you they're off they're the fading stage. me you know, it's it's like the, it's like like ca- the Grammys the, yeah. yeah the Grammys so, yeah. when you've spoken too long they start playing the music <laughs> that got, that got <laughs> invented there right. uh, yeah. my claim to somebody fame somebody
2: is like sound guy push the <laughs> so you know That's Bono
3: pats me on the back he grabs the microphone and he and he's like all right the the Joseph. Uh, you got some balls now get the fuck off my stage that's exactly what he said and I go I exit stage right and I'm met Hi by their head of security <laughs> yeah yeah and um, the guy is even tinier than Bono but man he is fierce and he is pissed <laughs> and uh we're standing on we're, we're way off the stage you can't see us i'm high as a kite from the, the yeah experience. the adrenaline is yeah and uh and he just he just tears into me he tells me what a what a terrible thing i just did you know he's like first of all you know we don't know if you're with the ira I didn't even think of that angle. Yeah, because at that point right now, yeah, you come running at Bono. uh, There are people who don't uh, like him, and you know, (laughs) yeah. And then you know, fine, okay. So Bono lets you play a song, but dude, seven and a half minutes long. (laughs) Are you fucking? oh, you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Actually, that's a Cockney accent. Ah, (laughs) I I didn't know. But he he says, uh, you know, you just cheated this audience out of an encore. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, like, I don't know. I was so high. I don't know if I could. It, it, it did soak in later. I was like, that was kind of. Did an they play forty
1: thing. at that show? Do you remember? Did they what? The end with forty.
3: I don't. I don't remember. The I, reason why yeah. I don't, I don't know <laughs> because the reason, <laughs> the reason why I don't know is because what I'm about to tell you. Did guys. you get kicked out? No. Okay. Um, he he tells me all this, and I remember saying something to the effect of, "I apologized." I said. I, I don't, I think I said something like, if you were in my shoes, you yeah. would have done the same thing. I, I hope you know. would at least. Um, Our eyes
0: connected. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> in a romance. He told me to um,
3: <laughs> but, but no, I was so high, I, I left and I was not asked to leave. Yeah. All he did was another handler, a security person, escorted me past the secure area back into the general, you know, into the hallways. Uh-huh. And I remember the first thing. So you I, were backstage? I was uh, kind of backstage. I, I went yeah. through backstage okay. in order to get back into, into the, the thing. You didn't just climb over the fence. No. Yeah. Uh, you have to go back the way you came. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. You'll no. get
3: back on stage. I'm standing in the in the, the the hallway catacombs of the the public area, pseudo secure. And I remember I just went for some. I don't know why I did this, but I went straight to the exit door of the stadium. Oh no. And I walked outside. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> door slammed behind and you. And I kept walking. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm I'm in the clouds. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even thinking. Yeah.
1: No, I can. I can only imagine. And I
3: just start walking in in the direction of the the where the parked cars are, and I'm leaving. And uh, and it's the end of the concert. And there's there's cars that are now starting to leave. And I don't know why people leave before a concert's done, but there were. Uh, yeah. And as I'm I, I get farther and farther out into the night. And, your uh, friends are still inside, right? My friends are still inside. Okay, and there's only 70,000 people. The You're fresh air them. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, is, is, is bringing me back to yeah. my You're senses. You're not
2: in handcuffs. Yeah, and
3: I'm, and yeah. I'm not in handcuffs. And I uh, and I turn around and I, and I look at the stadium and I'm, I've walked about a half mile from the stadium. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to go back and find my friends. We don't have cell phones. No, right
1: that, that's just, yeah.
3: And um, I start walking back and there's cars filing out and there's people who recognize me, they're honking their horns, they do good job. And I'm starting <laughs> high high to, I'm like, <laughs> wow, that, that actually happened. Because for a moment there, I was so flush with this bliss yeah. that I, 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 you know, half a mile from the stadium, I'm like, wait, was I just like, transported here? <laughs> some, I don't See, know.
2: I, even like a, a, a size of an audience like that, Yeah. I've never had that opportunity. I've played a lot of big shows, but if you have, if you hear yourself coming through those speakers, and there's people doing this, yeah, and you're on this stage, it's kind of mind blowing. Mm. And I and I haven't, I've never been on a stage. Even that being age, on a stage so,
1: or being in a in a uh, it, uh, audience that size it, like is the an the adrenaline rush. The
2: power, yeah, it's it,
1: that's why that's I, I asked if they played forty at the end because that was I'd seen them a couple times before that and they always closed with forty. Yeah, and I actually was looking at the set list and I could their earlier. Well, today. that's why I don't yeah. know. I was outside of the yeah. stadium when they finished. <laughs> Staring daring right? the sky. I don't, I
3: don't think they did. I think you ruined forty for me. I hope you not yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that so was the
2: encore. Yeah. My my
3: saving grace for actually getting a ride home and reconnecting with my friends is that. In addition to by proxy of buying and selling tickets earlier that day we'd also gotten these passes for an after party that was in the stadium (laughs) and by after party you some people might think oh wow the band's gonna be there yeah no 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 no, no, no. these these are sponsors Mm -hmm. these are radio people that helped promote the show and and there's a really cheap buffet and it's beer and wine, yeah. and that's it. yeah. And it, and it lasts for maybe 45 minutes, and it's really something worth skipping. But I knew I would find my friends there because there was free alcohol.
1: Ah, there you go. So
3: <clears throat> I got the door person, security person. I was like, I was on stage. He's well, like, I'm yeah, the one who ruined the show. I saw, <laughs> I saw you. Come on in. He lets me in. I go find this this little party, and my friends are there. And this is where to address the the whole thing that people thought it was staged. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason why they thought it was staged. The people there at that party, these radio people, the people I talked to, said, um, "Well, that's cool. How did you arrange that? <laughs> uh, what what uh, have, do do you know?" Bono, yeah. Do you, are you friends with the band? Are you friends with the? How did? What was your? How did you get up there on stage? That I'm was, wearing
1: sandals. I would have wore appropriate footwear but, if I arranged
3: something. But in other words, yeah. what I'm saying is that there was wasn't a single person who had seen or had an inkling that I stormed the stage. Yeah, uh, that's disappointing. And I had the pre- no, I had the presence yeah. of mind actually to support that illusion. Very good for you. Because yeah. for some reason, it, it occurred to me that if I told people that I stormed the stage. It might give a lot of idiots like me <laughs> the idea. Hey, I, I can do that. And so I, I just I, I lived this little white lie for a second. There was a radio guy there from Tampa. I don't remember the station, but he said, "You know, I'd love to have you on uh, on Monday. Come back out here and let me interview you and talk about this experience. And and maybe you could play this song for us. Uh, bring your bring your guitar." And I did that. And when I relived this story, I told him, I don't remember exactly the details, but I basically said, you know, this was arranged ahead of time. And, uh, and, and so I got home and, um, and my friend Doug, who he was one of two people, uh, that, that were with us, there were three of us total. And, uh. He said, man, you've got, you've got to get your hands on a video. You know, there were videos, all, there were video cameras. Yeah, all yeah. That was, that was
1: the whole thing of that show, it was, was like, about
3: video and, and <clears throat> satellites. Yeah. And yeah. And I was like, of course I should, but how do I do that? You know, I called my friend in Nashville who he kind of knows a lot of people, and I'd I never asked him a favor. I told him what happened. I said, I, I would love to get in, in, char- in touch with whoever would be in charge of making that decision. And he said, well, I don't know her personally, but I, I th- if it's the same person that I, I remember being told, it's this woman, and she works for, this is the company, they're in New York City, they have a branch there, they're out of Dublin, but here's the number. Yeah, And I call and I speak to uh, the receptionist, probably an intern, Yeah, thick Irish accent. <laughs> I'm explaining you know I, so last night I was in I attacked Bono. Tampa, and she goes she goes you're Joseph and I go
1: yes, you yeah, yeah I'm
3: Joseph she she's laughing and I hear her go
1: it's Joseph
3: <laughs> and there's I can hear laughter in the background she goes oh, what can I do for you love and I go well I, it's a really a long shot but I don't know if many people that weren't at that show will ever believe what happened. (laughs) Uh And I know you guys were, you know, you were documenting with video and is there any chance I can get a copy of that? And she goes, oh God, I I don't know. She said, you know what, I'm going to give you a phone number and I'll be fired if if she finds out I gave this to you. But, But here, call this number i called the number i left a message and like within 24 hours i get a phone call back the irish are so nice from their road yeah. manager and she says what can i do for you and and i i said you know i don't i expect to no, know you're but I'm, joseph i'm hoping for a yes <laughs> yeah. oh she she knew yeah, you know, yeah. of course she yeah. was there and she was nice and she said what's your address yeah and i gave her my address she said listen i'm just gonna take it on good faith that you will honor a verbal agreement uh-huh and that is that you don't use this to exploit and and just you know f- put it out she said you know we have a certain image we like to keep and, yeah, yeah. and it, she said i know that was a lovely moment for you and i'm sure bono and, and the audience enjoyed it as well but let's leave it at that yeah and i was like okay that's cool um I don't even think we had YouTube. No, there
2: weren't those outlets. No,
3: no, there weren't those. But 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 whatever Mm -hmm. she said really, you know, it stuck to me, and I and I wanted to honor that. And so, first of all, I didn't really tell many people. I only told a small circle of friends, including my family. And and the reason for that was it was such a it became a really profound moment. No, I I can I can
1: only imagine. And I didn't I didn't
3: want it to. uh, I, I felt like this is my story. Yeah, I don't want to. It would, to tell this story would be also like bragging to me mm-hmm. and it would also kind of cheapen it because it's like hey oh you're that guy I don't want to be that guy yeah. th- there's a lot more shit that I do than just you know storm stages uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and so I kept it very very yeah. very, very close to me and, and the, the handful of people I shared it with were just the handful of people that I came into contact with and one of them was a, a, a person by by the time I got the video which was pretty quickly I shared it at a friend's house party and one of the people there uh, I, he, he requested a copy I, I think he oh. might have and I sure. gave it to him and I said look but I got to honor this agreement so I promise you, you got to do this yeah. too and uh, he moved out of Orlando sometime later and so fast forward to I don't know four or five years ago I'm at Will's Pub and uh this random person comes up to me and he goes hey dude you're that guy that that stormed the stage at U2 and sang that song and I was like oh wow you were there he goes oh no I wasn't there I, I, your, your saw, internet it, I saw it on YouTube yeah, yeah and I go oh fuck me <laughs> so I, I went home and I look it up and it. sure it is yeah. it's Joseph Martin's Epic win, I think. I think, says. I
1: think that it's. I went to a website today and, just to
3: look up the date for it. There's this yeah. really goofy Coca Cola ad before it. I don't know, like, who's getting paid for that? Because I'm not, not you. seeing a penny. <laughs> yeah, not Bono. Anyway, no, <laughs> yeah, like, I need to call, they're okay. I'm more worried about you. I need to call yeah. Coca Cola, yeah, yeah. I need my three cases of Coca Cola, <laughs> anyway. Um, and sure enough, there it was, and um. It was too late to put the cat back in the box. Yeah. Since I figured And it was, I felt like, well, shit. I mean, I honored my end of the deal. My buddy, he forgot or he felt like enough time had passed. What what difference does it make?
1: 20-something and years later. And I doubt. Could, yeah.
3: You two, whatever, man. Bono's on a yacht somewhere. Someplace. A pile of money. And yeah. yeah. Well, it, his yacht is actually made out of out money. money. Uh-huh. Yes. Gold, golden money. So that's that story.
1: Okay, then, well. Uh, you uh i was gonna get into the hindu cowboys we're, we're running late on time here <laughs> do you uh, need to leave i I'm not, I'm not kicking you out but i just want to make yeah, sure you yeah. get to work on time
2: but
1: we have these okay i'm gonna hit pause here
2: okay. i didn't want to interrupt
1: no it's okay hold on a second massively
2: long bono story
1: hold on i'm gonna <laughs> hit pause we are back rosie calm down uh we we're talking about your music career Crick. where can the people hit the hindu cowboys that's the whole thing right Pardon me, the Hindu cowboys are still a thing, right? Oh, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, we just
3: played, you know, we don't do as many shows. Yeah, I, I know
1: you used to be around all the time, and um, I, 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 uh, I don't go out much anymore, so I, I haven't noticed you playing.
3: It's hard when you, you know, everybody's got their own thing going on, and uh, being an adult sucks. I am, I think, actually, I think I'm, a, I'm the only member of that outfit that's full time, okay, and that makes it harder. Yeah, and, and most bands most local bands are like that it's hard to make that plunge especially if if you have a wife kids yep. mortgage and and all that stuff uh, to to have monetized music enough to make that your full time thing yeah and make a decent living and even if uh, and, and in order to make it uh, monetarily practical you have to do a lot of road work and that's not conducive for having kids i think yeah even though we do you know, we travel with a big motor home and we could probably, you know, have a kid or two, but that wasn't in the cards and you we don't, know. we don't have any regrets. There's plenty of other people having kids. You
1: were preaching to the choir. I know I'm a big man child and I probably would be not the man for the job. Yeah. So, uh, uh, thing number three, I know about you and this is where it leads me to ask how long you guys been together. In 2005, um, I saw you sleeping in a recliner in a furniture store on Park Avenue. You were selling logs, dude. I think I sold uh, furniture to your lovely wife. I could be wrong on this. I, I don't know. You might have been just with oh. a friend or something. Wait, on
3: Park Avenue? On
1: Park Avenue, yes. I sold furniture, uh, I'm guessing, to your wife, who was uh, at that point probably your girlfriend still. And you fell asleep in a recliner. And you. That, that, I just think that's funny. I told what? you we met before. <laughs> was it? It
3: was a storehouse. Huh. Yeah. Wait, do you remember? Know, 2005?
1: It was probably 2005, 2006. Might have been 2004. It was early on, but uh, yeah, you 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 fell right to sleep, and you were sawing logs, mm. which I think probably comes from touring. That's you... a
3: pleasant thought.
1: <laughs> sleep, was, sleep a pleasant. Thought.
3: <laughs> sleeping in public.
1: <laughs> you you weren't only sleeping; you were snoring. Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, yeah. on Park Avenue, <laughs> uh huh? Uh-huh. Right, right, caddy corner uh, across the street from Restoration Hardware, caddy corner from the city hall. You were with somebody who bought furniture, and you just copped. Uh, I think copped that- a squat in a very expensive recliner and uh, leather, very leather, very manly. I Are
3: wonder he- uh, that might have been pre-Jesse. Yeah, but um, well, you know, uh, there's nothing like the magic of a comfortable chair. <laughs> you, I I could have sold more recliners. You were you were sawing logs, dude. Look at you, this guy. You look at this. <laughs> he is. This this is testament to how, what. Our chairs do for uh, you uh-huh. right yeah. here in public, relax, mouth, uh, a belly full of popcorn.
1: We had popcorn popper in that place, and uh, uh, you love popcorn, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were signed a task to come at me with three questions, and this is your chance to ask me the... What? No, we, we, we segued for so long, we don't know, we're not doing that real quick. What we're gonna do that, we're gonna do it, but I, I jumped ahead because okay. we've done an hour so far, and I'm interested in this without thinking about it right now. As you sit, there are no wrong answers. Your top three albums not oh, excuse me bands or singer songwriters go quick
3: well i'm gonna go with this year
1: okay you're not gonna tell me what you told johnny uh, uh bono uh, what you you told mono it was uh, patsy klein uh something something
3: well see i i can't go with all time favor because that that keeps changing <laughs> yeah, for and me. that's that's so, the thing is it's right now as you sit here so for my brain it yeah. needs to be this year okay good uh, like it. This year, I'm going to go with Brandy Carlisle's uh-huh. latest, uh, Luke Nelson's latest, and Jason Isbell's latest. I know that last one. I don't know those other two people, so and, I will look I, those two things and up. And I would go with Sturgill Simpson, but his was, I think, 2016, and the guy's been touring so much, I don't think he's had a chance. Has he to,
1: made another record between be, that, what's a Sailor or something, something? It's. uh. Am I, am I right in the the, the name of that record, uh, Sailor's Guide to the Stars or something? I could be wrong I guess on
3: that, that is the last one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know uh, you know Pinkman, right? Oh, yeah. He's my Pink, Pinkman's been in here, and I know he's a big fan of that record, and I think he's the reason I started listening to that yeah. album. is awesome. He's a good dude. All right. Uh, top three books. Go.
3: Well, I'm going to go with my first, which would be... Well, actually, no, it's not my first. It's my first novel. Okay. I'm pretty sure... And that was uh, the Shining. Um, I do love Stephen King, and it's funny because I've come full circle now. I, I, I didn't. That's the only Stephen King book I think I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, my wife, is a huge fan. And so too scary. Can't read it. We've uh, we've progressed, on because we we drive so much with yeah. like the motorhome yeah. and, and and other vehicles that we mostly go with audiobooks that's cool and they're a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say my next one not in this order necessarily but um, probably Hunter s Thompson's Fear and Loathing okay that I've read and uh, and also I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, Richard Box illusions oh
1: that's my favorite fucking book really that's
3: that's probably the all-time oh so. it's my it's it's my favorite it's, uh, it's kind of a novel that
1: yeah yeah well it, it doesn't age well don't yeah. be dismayed at goodbyes because a farewell is necessary for before meeting again and meeting again uh whether friends or family is necessary for or it's i uh, god damn i fucked it up the two bears it's one of my favorite books ever there's usually a
3: copy right there that i give to anybody but I think I gave I a copy. the same thing. Because you can to, find it in thrift stores. I used to travel with that book. I'd have a couple. That sounds so goofy to do that. <laughs> it's, but, but it's it, easy. It's an easy fucking read. Yeah, but you know, when you sometimes when you hand... Unless you know somebody really well... Yeah, yeah. Like really well, and you hand them a book, yeah, it almost I, feels like you're saying, you need
1: this. No, that And that one's kind of polarizing, and, and it comes across as being religious, but it's more spiritual, and it's... Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. He's one of the few people I know who's actually
3: read that. Did he read any of his other books, A Bridge Across Forever, or, uh, or? Jonathan Livingston Seagull? Yeah, yeah, and I think probably another one I can't remember, but Illusions really uh, hit me. <laughs> it was the preface that I really that resonated the most. The story about the little creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bottom of the stream, the river lifts you up if you only let it. And and I feel if it, at the risk of sounding really pretentious. I feel like that's my life <laughs> and that, uh, despite my, my shortcomings, uh, the, which there are so many, you seem okay to me. Um, I feel like that, that, that's been the constant in my life is, is just, uh, letting go and, and letting life happen and trusting that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the way that you trust it is by trusting yourself and realizing that you are already in the flow. Yeah. That you have this path, and I know if you listen to this, some of you are rolling your eyes, shaking your head. You're <laughs> like, Dude, you know what I've got? I've got kids. Yeah. I've got a mortgage. I got a job that I hate, but it pays me well. And brother, good for you. You get to travel all over the world, and play your music, and be with your wife, with, and with your dog. <laughs> but you know what? F you, because blah, blah blah. I get that. Yeah even though I don't live that life I understand because guess what just like you I've got a lot of friends yeah and they all have their we all have our restrictions and some of those are imposed self-imposed yeah some of those are just circumstances you know and and we don't we don't get to choose everything when was the last time you read that book probably mm, it's been a while it's uh i don't know I don't, honestly i don't know cuz i i probably read it i bet you i've read it 15 times i know I, yeah. I i went back to the preface that little story before yeah, that, the the handwritten thing in the, the journal and i think i posted that on my facebook page because you know that's such a great way to turn people honest. <laughs> it, it, it's like i said it doesn't translate well cuz there
1: had been about 10 or 15 years where i didn't read it and then I, I got a copy in a thrift store. Yeah. I, if I go thrifting and if I see it, I always buy them because you can yeah. pick them up for like 75 cents at this point. And like I said, usually they're right there and we talk about books a lot and it is my favorite. Uh, yeah, it, not that would literally change the way I look at religion and life. And, you know. and uh, yeah, and it, it, it it's, it's a bit silly now. It, it feels 1975, like Doug Henning somehow is involved and rainbows
3: yeah. and, and, you know. But, but you know enlightenment comes in a lot of different absolutely. forms yeah and sometimes you're the vehicle that gave you that enlightenment doesn't age well yeah but that but all that matters is that you got it when you did mm-hmm. and that you've you've you know attached it to other aspects of your life as you you move on and and uh and hopefully you adapt it to something that can benefit other people absolutely that's the greatest thing is, you know. Well, look if you can have fun, you can experience life and also bring some fulfillment to other people. What more is there? Now that's that's the mission. You owe me one more book. Oh yeah, I only named two. Yep. Well, I had fear and loathing in there. Oh yeah, you named you mean you three. Know, yeah, yeah, you, but, you, you named but, three. But, there was another one before that. I don't, I'm not sure if that's. You know, Hunter S. Thompson. I have. A, it's a double edged sword for me because I, I liked... How he was this reckless guy on the edge, but he had a really—I have kind of a problem with his his demise. I'm not a big fan of suicide. Yeah. I mean, who is? But but then again, I think you know what? Maybe the guy found out that he had some really screwed up terminal illness.
1: Yeah, we, we'll never
3: know. And he we, went out—he went yeah. out the way he wanted yeah. to go out, which is, I guess, <clears throat> okay. I, I had a real problem with Robin Williams. God, we're getting dark now. Nah, it's fine. as what we but, do. But, uh, you know, I, I also recently heard that he'd found out that he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, then I started thinking, well. On top of the other thing he had? What? He had a, some sort of body
1: dysmorphia thing. Oh, there, there was something, there was something where he, I, I, I don't pretend to understand what Robin Williams had, yeah. but he, he had something going on that, that
3: was really messing with his head a little bit, apparently, like on a mental level. Well, I also heard yeah. that he was on a medication that was treating depression, but mm-hmm. here's the, the, the kicker. The side effect was that it would cause suicidal tendencies, like who takes something that prevents suicide? But but wait a minute, <laughs> don't give you suicidal it, thoughts. it might cause suicide. So yeah. It's like you're, and and God only knows what the you know the you know, it, it's probably upsetting his stomach. People that take pills for these acute uh, afflictions, there. I don't think. People by and large are not hypochondriacs. They don't really want to be taking these pills. Absolutely, yeah. but they've got—they're you know, not cheap either. Something well, from higher authority yeah. saying, "Listen, bub, this is the best way to go." And
1: then you take this pill, and you need to take this pill Look, to counteract yeah. this pill, and then you, all this weird yeah. balance. Yeah. This
3: is this is gonna inflate your weight. You're probably gonna grow a third nipple and mm-hmm. a tail, but you're gonna get good sleep. You won't be, and you, but you won't be as sharp as you normally would be. Yeah. Which Robin Williams, yeah, I. I, I mm. So, and at the end of the day, my takeaway from suicide is that it's really, I remember reading a lot of posts and social media about people saying, you know, putting another two cents worth, everybody's got an opinion about suicide, but if you are not of the kind to think about suicide, you cannot understand what's going through somebody's mind that would. Yep. You're in a different universe, and to pretend... Like you know what that's like. Hey, dude, I battled depression. I was well, sad. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah, but unless you put that gun in your mouth and you pulled the trigger, and the only reason why you're talking about it is because the, the, somebody by chance there wasn't a bullet in it, mm-hmm. you don't fucking know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I. I, I uh, so I mean, I, that's it for me. Is that look? We all have different uh, a pool of experiences in our life, and our chemicals in our brain are different. Just because we we connect with people, we think I've got it figured out. I know, hey, I know what that guy was going through. No, you don't. And and to pretend like you do, just that shows how ignorant you are. And the only thing I know is that I don't know. (laughs) Illusions Thank you. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Full circle. This
1: book could be wrong, and movies. And then we'll we'll get into the serious stuff. All this has been like leading up to the actual interview part. So, uh, top three films. Quick, go. Well,
3: there no wrong I don't know why Willy Wonka just popped
1: in. Because it's head. A, an amazing fucking film.
3: Yeah. The original one, not the stupid Johnny Depp one. Okay, yeah. good. Some of my favorite people are like modern day Willy Wonka's. In fact, I'm, I'm heading to Winter Haven uh, after this interview. Well, I'm going to House of Blues first because Jesse's performing tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to my friend in his house. He's. <laughs> he bought the house next door to him mm-hmm. and then he found out it should be condemned. Okay, so he perfect. So, yeah. but but he's in construction. He's an electrician. He owns a company. So he's got all these subcontractor uh, connections. Yeah, yeah. And, and instead of just like building a functional house with three bedrooms and two baths. Please tell me there's slides. Please. He, it's got to be slides, please. Well, he turned it into this Chocolate River. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tiki uh, <laughs> hawaiian island theme you had me at tiki <laughs> okay. uh shangri-la sure and it's you know his swimming pool has a beach it's not big either No. Oh. it has a volcano <laughs> it has a cave oh, okay it has a cave with a waterfall why would you not go there and <laughs> and and inside of the cave which seats about nine people Okay. There's, there's a speaker system of music you can select. <laughs> it sounds like the Playboy Mansion. Dude, it is, <laughs> it's the grotto. It's like, it's <laughs> Hugh Hefner meets Don Ho. Yeah. It, is what Sa-
1: what do you say, Sanford or something? Yeah. It's it, in Winter Haven. Winter Haven,
3: yeah. And, uh, but I, I love people like that. And, and I remember as a kid, um, it was the first, I think it was my first experience with seeing something that was like a Cinderella story for a boy. Uh-huh. I mean, well, it could be a girl for a girl, but it was really it was that little boy Charlie. Yeah, and and he was such a likable character because he, you know, for God's sakes, he's sharing a bed with his with his grandparents. Both, like, both his grandparents. This is, this oh, a, was, was
1: there three this grandparents? Is a terrible. Like, yeah,
3: his life can only get better. They're boiling shoes to eat. Like, yeah, yeah, the, there. It, yeah. It,
1: it, it wasn't a good situation. Boy,
3: this is this is vinyl. This isn't leather. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, Anyway, so what are the other two books Um, of movies? movies, Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I I I would have to. I guess I would have to. You know, because one of my favorite books was The Shining. I remember the movie being putting a big impression on me, and I'm a fan of Stanley Kubrick, and I, I understand now that I've I've heard in interviews with Stephen King that that he really hated it. I think maybe he lost some creative control. Yeah. But look, look, let's face it. If you've ever read a Stephen King book, uh, when when you think about the notion of turning this into a movie, how the fuck do you do that? (laughs) Because his characters are so involved. You have to read probably a third to a half Mm -hmm. of Stephen King's book before the story even really gets... Into how thick is that book? How thick is the shining big because they are they're normally pretty big, thick books, yeah. The shining, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's let's see, my penis is. Gigantic, yeah. It's yeah. so if you took three shinings, okay. <laughs> I like you. Um, how did I go to that? Somewhere? I don't
1: know. You really went to the penis joke very, very quickly. Yeah, we hadn't had one yet. No, it's, pod, it's, a, it's a requirement for podcast for the penis joke lovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one for you. at the hour 15 mark. There'll be a penis joke. Did you give me three uh, movies? I don't remember. Okay, you so, said The Shining. So I
3: said The Shining. Okay, I Planet said of the Apes, Willy Wonka.
1: Okay, that's two.
3: Oh, why did you say Planet of the Apes? Because it's like my favorite film. Well, I I do love that uh, the the was it the first one? That was the first one. Yeah. That was where he. Charlton Heston is on the beach and, he's, and he you sees blew it up. the remnant what have you done you blew it up you goddamn and that, dirty apes man that was a really profound moment for me as a kid it's so much deeper than anybody a It's a <laughs> at, at that point because yeah. you really don't know what the fuck's no, going that, on it's, 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 it's and tough. all of a sudden you realize this guy went through a wormhole uh-huh. with his fellow astronauts and yeah. he's in the future of the United States of America and he's the,
1: he's the only one who can talk he, he's
3: the only one who represents what the past was and i have to say you know i i I, we all have strong opinions about remakes as well you should because especially when you become emotionally invested in a classic yeah yeah somebody comes along and they they do their version i do i there's an aspect of the the new not the the tim burton ones right of of the apes was there a tim burton oh those were
1: terrible with marky mark in it um, Obviously, you don't remember. They're not no. bad, but the new ones I like the new ones.
3: Yeah, well, I yeah. like I like the way that they're filling in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. On this this disease that causes uh, something going on with the, with the the human brain mm-hmm. where they lose the ability to talk. Yeah, because you don't get that from the the original uh, 1970s Planet of the Apes. Like, well, why the fuck can't humans talk? They explain that. And, uh, and that's that's creative I dig that because you know these these kids that, that help write it um, I guess they're kids I don't know uh, they're smart enough to go back they studied the, the old films yeah, yeah they've taken a lot of notes and they start to explain what what took place in order for this to, to occur and and the cool thing with that series is that what they've basically done is created a new mythology yeah I dig that. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm, I love mythology, and I love creating new mythology.
1: I, I, like I said, they're way deeper than anybody gives them credit for. For their time, they're pretty gloriously shot. Great sets, great costumes. Kind of funny in a weird sort of <laughs> the, the way. Where uh, he kisses the what's her face that time, like at the end, where he kisses uh, the female ape. Pretty kind of kind of hot ape. <laughs> She's, she goes. He's so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, did I just say uh, the kind of hot ape? I think I did. <laughs> you know, we, she's attractive. There wasn't, there wasn't
3: she, a lot of hot apes. No, but, but she was the hot yeah. ape. Yeah. Her, her husband was Cornelius. Okay. Yeah. She, and I forget her name. I should know. And 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 her name for Charlton Heston is uh, Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes or Bright Eyes? Yeah.
1: Bright Eyes. I wonder if the name the Bright Eyes that's a
3: band, right? Oh yeah. I wonder if that's yeah. That was from Pride of the I- Apes. Oh interesting wow look well, at that an honorary mention. I'm write that down an honorary mention with and this is a, you know that the guilty pleasure movie mm-hmm. for me would be uh, somewhere in time which is Christopher Reeves yeah, yeah. and Jane Seymour okay and, and man as a kid oh I had the hots for Jane Seymour uh, who is uh, she who is, what else has she done well she was doctor somebody uh, doctor none helping me Uh well, feel, not, good? Gonna, feel good. I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to use my phone for this. No, we can't. She was in a Western series where okay. she was a, a a doctor in the Old West. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. But you know where she might. I think it might be Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Was ah, it a series on television? It. Nailed it. it. I still you.
1: don't know who this person is, Did, but I know Western. Are you series. a
3: James Bond fan? Yes. Okay, she was a Bond girl. Okay. Ooh, Doctor No. Okay. No, <laughs> she was she was uh, dr no no <laughs> she she was a she was a, uh, a like a like a, a psychic a clairvoyant she she okay. she read cards yeah and she okay so this was the james bond where he has to go down to the caribbean it, it's, it might be jamaica and he goes to track down this guy and and his his girl is this underaged uh jane seymour character yeah yeah. man she's so beautiful i'm gonna have to look her up you got to look it up yeah she's she's and even at at her age now like she's doing i think she's doing like her own line of this that or the other infomercials she's still a gorgeous woman all right and uh beautiful accent anyway um i digress yeah that was somewhere in time (laughs) (laughs) story about time traveling and 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 christopher reed time traveling superman in order to find your your soulmate I
1: feel like I might have seen this at some point yeah
3: I don't it's, know it's got an actually beautiful soundtrack yeah, yeah there's a there's a classical piece it's a piano piece that's uh what year
1: is this this is 80s early 80s right I'm
3: gonna guess early 80s okay yeah
1: now you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions uh, this is your chance to ask me the first and only the first of those three questions sir I would usually say young man but you're the same age as me yeah. so person who's the same age as me Oh. Hit me.
3: I'm, a, I'm as mature as a young man, probably. You me both. Uh, yeah, then this makes it even more interesting because I don't know you that well. I know. So I'm going to go... We did share that whole Bono YouTube to thing. I'm go with the playful to start <laughs> okay, with. This right. is, I, I, I didn't come with prepared questions. I
1: noticed that you were looking around the room. Off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, good. What's your favorite... Uh, oh, don't do this to me.
3: <laughs> go, go, go. Hit me. Go. Sexual position. No, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, good. Because that, no. that's good. Yeah. That's- why would that be good? Because I, I've, I've, does the, any listener out there go, oh, I want to know what his favorite sexual position I, is. I, I'm assuming they've, they've
1: heard why I started the podcast, <laughs> uh, what my favorite desert island records would be, what my, my uh, what else? What's the other big? What my, uh, my prison, my did death you mean row
3: island records. Did I say what did I say? I said desert islands
1: desert islands yeah probably <laughs> I, 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 I've been
3: drinking well, way more than you well it's a contest what yeah that would be don't the, do it the, the question what yeah. would be your favorite album if you lived on a desert island but you probably wouldn't have a, a, a turntable no it's not and a, that's, that's not, it's not my Gilligan's question album.
1: What, what is your question
3: uh, as a kid okay good what was your um, what was your go to um, cereal slash Saturday morning cartoon okay that was good you faked that when your way through that one well
1: because <laughs> i was mad at you because <laughs> this is a pet peeve you're coming on do your homework this is good good for you yeah good i can i can i can roll with this uh see when we were kids were you allowed to get up early and, and watch cartoons All Right. were you allowed like 'Cause I wasn't allowed. I would sneak out into the living room and, and get like super close to the TV, just turn it on really quiet. So Wait, were your parents Mormon? No, but it, it's like they, they wanted didn't... to sleep. Like it was their chance to it was Saturday morning. They they worked the nine to five and then some and what put up. What time
3: zone were you in? Uh, uh
1: to South Florida. So seven o'clock in the morning. I, I want to get up and watch Bugs Bunny. Oh dude, I wasn't watching I don't remember being up that early. See, but- I, I was up and watching bugs bunny this is pre-cable yeah you know you get up and you sneak out in the living room you get six inches from the tv and you pull the button because there's no remote you pull the button to turn it on you 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 put the volume really low and then you pot it up so you can hear it at six inches then you sit there and watch and then uh, you you go into the kitchen and uh golden grams remember that bear the hunt it's 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 golden gram bear because there was a honeycomb bear right Oh, yeah. The yeah. But he... I feel like there was a Golden Graham... Or was Golden Graham's the bee? I feel like the Golden Graham's was the bee. You know, Yeah, I, I feel like there was a Golden Graham bee who was just as funky as the Golden Graham bear. Who was kind of like Punchy from Hawaiian Punch. <laughs> Do you think Punchy from Hawaiian Punch and the Golden Graham bear? <laughs> <laughs>
3: because I feel like they would hang out together, right? But what, what? Who would win in a cage match? That's what I want to know. The bear. Obviously, the bear. He's a bear. Yeah, but he's a little too happy. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well,
1: they're both clearly stoned. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, but I, I feel like the bear would go, like, full bear on Punchy. And first of all, his name <laughs> is Punchy, so he's been hit and he's stoned. All you gotta he's do. He's got that dumb hat with the. the uh, anyway,
3: all I need to do go hit me. Well, if you, it, listen, if attacked like, by a bear, I've actually lived in Alaska. <laughs> I know. So I feel like I know if I, it's, 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 a, it, this is a fictitious situation. Uh-huh, hopefully. So, so I can create some fictitious scenarios. Okay. you you your bears coming at you. Okay. You've got a bucket. Okay. Of bear food. <laughs>
1: you're carrying a bucket of bear food. Yeah. And okay.
3: You th- and you throw it opposite of your, the direction that you're going to run in. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh by the way, you don't want to run. <laughs> no, no. Just walk away. Are you supposed to,
1: you supposed to curl up in a. Or are you supposed to get real big, like bear Lake and,
3: like? It depends on the bear. bear. Yeah. What my friends in Alaska have told me is uh, a lot of times, and this is hard to, to disseminate, but if a bear decides they're going to eat you, you're going to die. You, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, just
1: enjoy the. And, and if, yeah, you, if you have
3: a gun big enough, to shoot Try yourself. to kill them. Okay. You better be a really good shot because yeah. all you do is piss, Just piss them, them off. off. Yeah. But that uh, the last, we were there last year, and there was there was like three black bear uh, incidences that led to uh, human casualties that within like a month.
1: Alaska's a crazy place. The black isn't it? bears, are, yeah.
3: They uh, they're a little bit smaller than the brown uh-huh. slash grizzly bear, same thing. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, they are very fast. Yeah. And there's there's. There's no outrunning them. No, there's you. You might think, "Oh, I'll just climb up a tree." Mm -hmm. They're the better climbers. Yeah, they 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 can climb a tree. But hey, you know what? If you're faced with that situation, run as fast as you can. Run up a tree. Do whatever you can. Why are we giving bear advice? You (laughs) asked the question. (laughs) No, we were talking about cereal Saturday mornings. Well, we were talking about yeah cereal and And Saturday uh, mornings. Yeah. So uh, my,
1: my other question... No, no, we're not done. I, I, I'm, still, I'm still segueing on this. So I'd get up on Saturday morning, right? It'd be 7 o'clock in the morning. And I, I would sneak out into the living room and turn the TV on and watch Bugs Bunny. That You said what, what was my go-to Looney cartoons. That, this, I think this was just Bugs Bunny. It might have been Looney Tunes because there was <laughs> Wile Coyote. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, point. Okay, so it was Looney Tunes. Um, So I'd watch that. And then I would get a big bowl of, uh, what did I say? Golden Grams. Yeah, with the bear. And milk. And I would sit literally six inches from the TV until my mom and dad would come out and yell at me that the TV was too loud and I, I was out of bed too early and then I'd have to go back in bed and then the whole process would start again. Long story short, I, I don't I don't need cereal drink milk anymore. You
3: know. Six inches from the TV, that's old school big screen.
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't a very good TV. Like I, it, yeah, it ended, and the big screen... Did I, it
3: end up ruining your, your eyes? Oh, I can't
1: see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like five feet away from each other and, and that being said i don't even have a big tv and my tv in my living room is way bigger than that that was it might have been 18 inches 24 inches like the cabinet it was the cabinet yeah 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 the round tube the the, the wooden cabinet that With weighed the, like 900 pounds of rabbit do you ears. ever live in a house where they took the tv out of that and you put a tv inside that because the furniture was really great, and somehow that that was a big piece of. Or you did you ever live in a house where you had a TV and then there was, it was broken? There was another TV on top of it.
3: Our the first TV I remember having, the TV was furniture. Okay,
1: yeah, that's that's and the cabinet. Yeah, huge. yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and a lot of wood. Yeah, real yeah. wood, like yeah, real. Just oh, yeah. actually wood. Like that, a whole tree died for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um,
3: so the next one. No, no, no,
1: no. My um, chance. See, what I do is I give the power. Take it away. So oh. get you feeling comfortable after an hour and twenty-seven <laughs> minutes of talking,
3: I, thought I was supposed to ask you two. two I know, but questions. but later
1: on I will. See, and now I ask you questions. Oh. That's what happens when you don't listen to the podcast before you come in. Question number one, Joseph Willie Berger, eighty-nine-year-old mobster and multiple murder with nineteen kills that we know of, was recently killed in prison. Prison also. Uh is this frontier justice or is is it just evil? Question number one.
3: Recent, recently killed uh huh. eighty nine oh. year old
1: mobster. Yeah, he killed nineteen that. people. I think it happened at the beginning of the year.
3: Uh I think it's just karma. You think so? I think that uh is it fair? You asked if it's mob justice or or just evil, or evil. Well, evil begets evil. I think so. Whoops, So you know he his actions put him in prison, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm sh- yes, there are always there are those who end up in prison, and their actions should not have put them there, and it was unfair. But in his case, I think there was a pretty strong case. Yeah,
1: he, he killed. And I, I would say 19, for the record, we yeah. let me just tell your listeners. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't know Sonny Burgess. Who? Uh, I mean, Whitey. Whitey Burgess. <laughs> well, his nickname was Sonny. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. I I, I don't have that information. No, I my research team didn't supply me with that. The reason why I said that. <laughs> okay. I don't know him. is yeah. Because I'm giving you the, the wink. Oh. Okay. You don't, I don't know him. Know him. <laughs> oh, okay. Was he a Florida gangster? In, in case there was any FBI <laughs> listening. <laughs> like uh, you,
1: you're, you're you're a little I, mysterious. I don't know. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yes,
3: uh, <clears throat> yes front yes uh uh frontier justice. Listen, he was a hard guy for us to wrangle and yeah. uh, I mean for them to wrangle and uh at the end
0: mm-hmm.
3: with the FBI being involved uh the informant thing. I feel like you have a strong opinion on this. No, I don't. Okay, I okay, okay it you're just making
1: shit <laughs> up. I don't know him. <laughs> okay, I know. But I feel like you know more about it than I do. My, my research f- my just family communist. doesn't know anything about it. Okay, yeah, I know. It didn't get you out of prison. <laughs> <Okay>. Um <laughs> I really hit awesome. It's on weird that you hit that. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> <laughs> Anyway.
3: Favorite book, you know, with Planet of the Apes. Um, Long lost brothers. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, to answer your question yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of both. I think so. Um it's, it's, a, it's a tough road once you uh, crack open that seal of, of uh, taking human life to uh-huh. further your agenda. Yeah. You're, uh, you that, that is ultimately the making the deal with the devil. I think so. Because you are forsaking one possible outcome that you don't want for your life. Yeah. That's the reason why you're justifying killing this person. But you have just opened a door. For a whole nother thing. That's the deal with the devil, right? Yeah. You're saying, I want to be a rock and roll star. And the, <laughs> and the devil's like, okay. okay. <laughs> but, you know, he, he you end up being a rock and roll star uh, maybe in the future or in the past or on a planet where, like, the aliens uh, celebrate uh, stardom by eating you after the concert. Like, that's very... Twilight, what a noble
1: huh? way to die, though. Mm. Kind of like getting... Be eaten by the bear.
3: Right. Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, but, no uh, yeah, so that's that.
1: Okay, question number two for you. Uh, according to the New York Times, over eight, 80,000 Americans die of uh, the uh, the flu last winter. The highest toll in years. Are you willing to protect yourself and the people you love by getting a flu shot this year? Wow.
3: You have done your homework no no i haven't uh <laughs> not at all no I, I listen to a lot of interviews and i always love it when the the first response after a question is you've done your homework <laughs> so there's, i just wanted, there's no
1: way that i've that done my homework. i that. just wanted to throw that out there
3: Hmm, this guy, he, knows, <laughs> he really knows Joseph he, Martin. He knows <laughs> something about the flu. My feelings, his feelings about the flu shot. Well, so, it, are you willing to get to uh, to get poked by the needle to save the, you and the, the people you love around you? It is funny that you asked that question because Jesse and I, we've talked about this the flu shot over the years. Yeah, yeah. it's not been a main you know like dinner conversation. Probably best we yeah Jesse. Uh, has a different opinion than myself okay um i was sort of of the of the notion that if you uh take care of yourself and you you really i think washing your hands thoroughly yeah yeah soap is your friend and and not using your hands to open doors Uh public doors yeah is very important okay and uh well, how do you open doors without your eye? Said the guy with the funny voice. <laughs> He's my listener. That's what my listeners. You, like. yeah. uh in, in bathrooms where where there are no handles, you use your elbows. huh. Or wait, you use a part of your hand that wait. that you will not rub your eye. The or, bottom of my shirt. Or pick your pick your nose. Uh-huh. With yeah, uh, because that's where where the germs get in. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not answering the question yet. Not yet. But I am getting there. I know. Uh, um, so I, I, I thought. Well, you know, there's preventative medicine, okay, which is in actions, and and that thereby, I don't have to get the shot because no. I, I'm I've stronger. Heard, I've heard that. Uh, yeah. I've heard that. Uh, well, I guess it, it's it's public knowledge that that the the serum, the the anti uh, um, virus the virus. Thank you. Is is last year's remedy because. That's all they can give you. Yes, but but I I I've been I'm in a constant state of evolution, and and I'm always willing to uh, prove myself wrong or let somebody else prove myself prove me wrong, because that really is the only time you learn, right? Yeah, yeah. By getting the flu. No, when okay. you when you when not only when you're wrong, but when you know you're wrong, yeah, that's yeah. when you learn it's most of my life. And I read this article uh, on my AP feed and it was a story of a of a woman whose husband contracted the flu and they were of the mindset of not getting the shot and he very quickly developed pneumonia sucks. and yeah. he also uh that that immediately put him in the hospital the doctors said that if had she waited an hour longer oh he might not have survived he got uh so he his blood became septic, septic. yeah yeah that's yeah, where it's like toxic yeah well I it's think. it's 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 basically yeah. where what happens next when you go that route your organs start to shut down Never they fun. they had to uh, induce a coma okay and this ordeal by the time he came out which uh-huh. he had very low likelihood of, of of doing according to his doctors uh he had to relearn how to walk. The flu sucks. Well, this was an extreme version, but, super flu. But I, I read this. It wasn't the super flu. It was. The is flu. there a super flu? I don't know. Okay. But my point is, is that <laughs> it's it's not just the flu that pretty can, good flu that can ruin yeah. your life. Yeah. It's what the flu can lead to. Yeah. That puts you in the hospital. Yeah. It, the flu itself is just the doorway. You're gonna. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. It but seems I, like you do, but, but I, I don't think you do. Do you? But, but I. But I. Well, I read this article, okay. and it and it was inspirational. And I thought to myself, and and oh, and the woman, <laughs> the woman uh, who who authored this, uh-huh. uh, her, you know, she, it was her husband that almost died. Wow. Oh. She uh, she says she kind of ties it up in a nice, tidy little. Um, Circle with regards to what the, the 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 reader is probably thinking, like I was, is if you're if you're skeptical about the flu shot, she addresses that. She says, "Yes, the the shot that you're getting uh-huh. is for last year's last flu. year's flu. That the is true. Flu. Not a new However, flu. However, okay, it does strengthen your immunity to a the flu. Great deal. Yeah, yeah. And it it is. You can research it. Don't take my word for it." Mm-hmm. That people that get the flu shot, there have won't be any links in the show a, notes, by the way. A very, uh, a much smaller likelihood of getting the flu.
1: So you're pro flu shot. I didn't say that. Okay, <laughs> it's because like I felt like you weren't going to go there. You guys just t- tool around a camper around the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, a mobile home, a listen, trailer. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, yeah.
3: f- I'm a fan of. <laughs> You know what? (laughs) The flu shots, but you won't get one. One of the great things about evolution is is technology. Yeah, yeah. If if you don't use it to your advantage, Uh and technology obviously includes medicine. That's a big part of our technology. Okay. If you don't use it for your advantage, then you're inviting... uh, Oh, I could hear your pen right. I know, right? I was just right. You, I, you're, I, I, you're, you're inviting unneeded. <laughs> I, I just uh, wrote something down. D- 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 you'll d- never d- know. Feel like it's, it's like the, I'm on the couch. I wrote crazy down. <laughs> 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 we just, we, we we need to use the tools at our disposal.
1: So, so you're anti-flu shot?
3: I didn't say that okay, are
1: Okay. Are, are you willing? That was the question. Are you willing to protect yourself and the people you love by getting the flu shot this year? yes it's a simple question are you going to yeah really have you ever gotten it before yes i think it's nonsense oh. i think i think it's a, a way for the government to control us us <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i can't afford a flu shot man <laughs> i'm just gonna get the flu i'm gonna get it anyway i always get sick yeah i'm, I'm always uh, i'm gonna the flu is gonna kill me eventually when the podcast ends you'll know that the flu killed me question number three for you and this one's kind of dumb <laughs> you don't even know how dumb this is. I'm gonna fire some research monkeys. Uh, what kind of task could a domestic size, a domesticated dog size spider perform? Well, yeah. First Let's, of all, so they've,
3: they got eight legs. Yes,
1: it's Rosie size here, a good sized dog that less barking though. Eight legs. Yeah. Okay. How smart is this spider? All right.
3: it's, it's all how you perceive the question. All right. Well, my spider. It's domesticated. So. Domesticated dog-sized spider. Uh-huh. How big of a dog? Uh, Rosie size. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about a 60-pound mm-hmm. spider. Crazy. With furry eight legs. Creepy. All right. First thing I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, Amazing massage. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You got to get past those little weird <clears throat> the hairy legs. They could get, you know, as long as you trim the nails. yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking my my spider uh-huh. could be could have some pretty sharp nails. I think so. And uh, you know maybe maybe a couple of the legs I let the the nails grow sharp so <laughs> that when he's on patrol the
1: front ones just to be menacing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he
3: doesn't use that no for the massage. No, except no. for maybe because I do like nails on my hair on my scalp. Okay, we'll so do that later. Maybe he and I don't know why it's a he, but. Maybe my spider does no this front uh uh spider paws to uh <laughs>
1: so we're talking uh, how many eight legs, right?
3: Yeah. So last like, I counted.
1: Yeah, so two on your uh, on your head, right? Knees on your back. Yeah. And four on your on your your, your You're um, getting
3: too far ahead of me. I, but I was gonna like two on, just
1: working the glutes. Two work, on the work, head. Work the buttocks. Two yeah. on the
3: two on the head, yeah, four on the back and uh-huh. shoulders. Yeah, yeah, nice. And two on the buttocks. Nice, the
1: buttocks. <laughs> it's uh, fun I Two
3: like a good butt rub. I,
1: you know, I, I'm i right there with you. I was just thinking you could just get a fence yard and put <clears> a <throat> bunch of domesticated spiders out in the front of your house. You're not going to have a lot of people who are going to... Well, you can just shoot them, I guess. But, but I think if we reach the point where this is a real thing, people are going to start thinking they're cute like dogs. So if you have a hmm. bunch of spiders running around in your front yard with a chain fence... I mean, not the chain fence, that metal 70s fence. I don't think anybody's going to come in, especially well, if you sharpen
3: the claws. It would definitely discourage trick-or-treaters. Yeah. What a nice feature for Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's, it's practical, and it keeps people out. Your second
1: question, please make one up for me.
3: <laughs> well, <clears throat> I noticed by all your concert... Oh, God, lo- you're the first person who said that. <laughs> local concert posters. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That you are a fan of music. uh uh-huh, a little bit and you've, you've seen more than your share of local stuff Yeah. so uh, what uh, antidotal story do you have for us one time I saw this kid jump on stage with you <laughs> <laughs> Tampa's not local enough no. yeah. I want or, I want Orlando <laughs> I want something from the Sapphire, I want something from the Firestone <sighs> no. are you, are you a Smoking
1: Popes fan at all? do you know the Smoking
3: Popes? or something from Will's Pub? you don't know the Smoking Popes do you? Smoking Popes I've smoked with the Smoking Have popes. you smoked with the Smoking
1: for Really? For Truly? Because they yes. just played like a week ago Like yeah. over at whatever the back booth was Well listen Here wait a minute I'm going to tell my story It's my story It's okay. my turn
3: Well you were asking me if I really did <laughs> Did you really smoke with the Smoking Popes? I've smoked with a lot of Okay man, I've smoked with Snoop Dogg for God's sake Oh yeah I've seen that video yeah. yeah that was a thing Why is that not a thing anymore? And I don't even really smoke pot Yeah but, but if, it, uh, when, if when Snoop's going to step to When deal, in Rome Yeah you know, Yeah like,
1: You know, I feel like he's got really good pot
3: <laughs> I I could not drive. From, I couldn't drive home. It's probably best. Yeah. And you know what really sucks about that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the, I was interviewing him. and yeah. we were sharing this big, you know. And he says uh, he leans over and he goes, "So what, uh, what? 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 How did he put it? He said he he wanted. He basically was asking me what titty bar we we should go to. Uh huh. He's like, you know, Orlando man. What, is there a good titty bar? We go. Where, where, where are the ladies? Where was the booby trap still around? I was gonna take them to dancers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Holy booby trap! Um, well, who doesn't love you know a trap for boobies? <laughs> it's not there anymore. It makes me so sad. No, it is. It was. An, it was a that was Lee Avenue. Uh, uh, Lee, Lee Road and Lee I Road, four. Yeah. A, a landmark. Yeah. Um, but I was so stoned I had to turn them down. Yeah. Because I, I I was out of I, uh, yeah. That's the reason why I don't smoke. Pot. Hey, I feel like here's a life lesson.
1: <clears throat> what 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 uh? When's your birthday? Because I feel like I'm older than you. Somehow. So July 18th. Oh, you are older than me. You're like 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 a minute. I, I'm gonna give you some advice anyway. Okay. Anytime you're high and you want to go to a strip club with Snoop Dogg, always go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a that's that's a once in a lifetime experience unless
3: you're part of his posse, yo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, see really good pot yeah uh does two things for me unless it's like a, a real high mm-hmm. like the uh, the, uh, uh what's it's not indica, the, the what's not indica what's the other a sativa yeah thank you um even satiza satiza sure uh it it makes me paranoid yeah, yeah. and it makes me horny which is perfect for strippers which is well, it's a bad combination because <laughs> okay, yeah. you're like, I want to fuck. But... Hey, who's that? Yeah. What's that sound? Yeah, it's... Uh, okay. Yeah, um, let's, let's go. It's just, just a stripper. It's just Snoop Dogg. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. What's, what's that hand doing? Oh, that's your hand. <laughs> oh, it's Snoop Dogg. Um, to answer your question, what was your question?
1: Um, hold on. Wait. Oh, So, Smoking Popes. Uh, after the Smoking Popes originally broke up, like their first after that, the first records, and then uh, Josh watch's face found the Lord and he formed this band called Duval for a hot minute. They played the original Will's pub location. And I strategically placed myself at the side of the stage. So when he came off, I could say hi to him and he, he came down the stage and all I could come out was, you should come back. (laughs) That, that, that's, well, I, I got another one. Can I, can that's I? That's your story. That, that's, well, I got a better one. Okay. I got, I got a better one. Because, you should come back. Yeah, well, I just couldn't figure out. I just want to say thank you, thank you for those first two records. Did you say in the
3: creepy fan? Yeah,
1: it was. I, I'm sure I had a You should come back. <laughs> tomorrow, later to my house. I, I, uh, <laughs> also, uh, I, uh, I, I'm guessing, you know, the Cowboy Junkies know them yeah <laughs> you, you smoked pot with them <laughs> you, went, you went to rachel's with, with margo yeah so go hit me go you've, you've hung out you opened up you you, you played with the of no, junkies this yeah. is your story yeah um i got a chance to to meet margo like just and it's a really long involved story but uh the guy i was hanging out with at the night realized i wasn't going to say anything so finally he went uh margo this is peter peter this is margo and i went I know, and that—that's all I could. And all, I wanted to thank her. Know. <laughs> that, that was like, uh, she was so pretty. <laughs> I, <laughs> she was so beautiful, right? You know, right there in that in that moment, she was the the everything that I loved about music and that sound and, and just the, the, they're so great in concert. And I was backstage, and all, and she literally went okay, and she turned around and walked away.
3: I blew it. Hmm. So, but, but I like those moments. To me, that those are my favorite moments there's a lot of humility that comes you know it's like kind of checks you i don't want to ever meet my my anybody famous again besides you i met yeah. uh Yoko
1: Ono. really was that crazy
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've met the oddest assortment of celebrities yeah i met frank zappa that's cool uh he told me i had nice hair you do have nice hair well no i really had i, I know I, you had some glorious hair i had robert plant hair yeah you did uh, I mean, Robert Robert Plant was jealous of my hair. You you met Robert Plant? I I didn't, but I have an amazing story. He about saw your it. hair somehow. He uh, heard about it. Okay. No, he he <laughs> saw much, the video. How much time do we have? <laughs> we
1: got we got all the time in the world, dude. I got, I got nothing going on.
3: My friend, <laughs> yeah. so I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I still have a lot of my closest friends live there. My buddy that I went to college with for a hot minute, he reaches out. He says. Uh, Leaves me a voicemail message. You know, I'm working at at this. Actually, it's, it's it's still one of the one of my favorite restaurants in Nashville. PM, across the street. PM, PM across right. the street from Belmont University. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, basically, I, I learned that uh, Robert Plant has been coming into this place. a little tiny bar, only you know, maybe eight people, ten people could sit at this bar. Uh, has been coming in there every Wednesday for, <laughs> for the past few weeks, and this is in Nashville. That's he, so nice that he can just come hang out and no one fucks with him. Well, yeah, yeah, and he uh, and and the story actually addresses that. He, uh, I think, at the time he was recording with Allison Krauss, raising sand, and uh, so my buddy, you know, wanted to tell me, "You're," because he knows what a Zeppelin fan I am. Yeah, man, and he says it's so cool and then he leaves me another another message uh, a week or so later and he says dude you got to call me back i got a great story for you about Robert Plant <laughs> uh-huh. and i talked to him and he says so our bartender called in sick so i had to you know sit in and it was wednesday robert plant shows up he's with his buddy he's sitting there and he goes uh, you know i i never do this <laughs> i never to show up accents and he goes you know i never do this you've known me for a long time and uh, you know i never do this uh-huh. but i did this Uh-oh. today Uh-oh. i was down the street at harris tatus picking up a little bubbly or wine whatever and sounds uh, like michael Keane,
1: some not michael keen. who keen who, Michael Caine. Caine, thank yeah.
3: you. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I interrupted. And, yeah. uh, Michael Caine is and he, and he, he, he Mr. Mom. He, he proceeds to tell the story. And, of course, David's telling me, he's like, dude, it's a small bar. I can't help, I can't help but eavesdrop, you know. It's not like I'm being creepy, going, you know, putting my ear in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're sitting there drinking some wine, and, and Robert Plant is uh, debriefing himself. He feels it's clear that he's been traumatized by, yeah. by what just took place. Uh-huh. What, did, what took place? So he's at Harris Teeter, he's standing in line with a couple of bottles of wine, ready to go home after a long day of recording with Alison Krauss, and there's a a young woman as he describes young enough to be my daughter. Okay. So and she's standing there the with her, with her little girl and uh, and and he goes, "Yeah, I, I never do this." <laughs> I never do this, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you know, I I want to let her know who I am. Because (laughs) she's wearing a song Remains the Same concert t shirt. That's an important detail. Yeah, yeah. And and he goes, you know, and it's probably a knockoff. I mean, she is young enough to be my daughter. Yeah, got it at Target or something. Oh, and I I never do this. (laughs) But he taps her on the shoulder. Hello, love. And she turns around and he goes, hello <laughs> <laughs> and she she's he goes and it's his friend goes what and he goes oh yeah what she takes her little girl and just walks away goes to the next checkout <laughs> line close. looking at me like I'm some bloody homeless guy you know it, it's just somebody probably needs a shave in it and a good haircut with these gray curly pubes on my head, <laughs> and um, he's like, he's like, he's saying to his friend, he's like, "I fucking robbed a plant." Like, but, no, I never do this. I, he goes, "It serves me right." I know I should never do this, but I did, and it bit me in the ass. I. T- He goes, I was so embarrassed, I left my wine right there, and I walked right out. He goes, I had to go to another another grocery store to get me wine. He goes, I felt like, he goes, I thought management was going to come and kick me out. He's like... Poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor Robert Plant. He's had such a rough life. <laughs> but so, and then, so a couple of years later, I'm, I'm playing uh, Orlando Calling at the uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Citrus Bowl with Hindu Cowboys. And, I'm, <laughs> and I find myself in this conversation with a handful of local promoters. Well, not local. These are big, big name promoters. Yeah, this is a big thing. Actually, one of them was a local promoter that was handling one of the bands. It was the Supervillains, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing it too, Hindu Cowboys. And, you know freaking oh, geez it was like kid rock and the pixies and uh i mean there was like 30 bands that was, was at the the stadium yeah. thing right yeah. yeah 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 and uh and, and bob Seeger who by the way his golf cart ran over jesse's fiddle oh my god <laughs> he was following us to the stage from our from our tour bus and Jesse's fiddle fell off of the golf cart and <laughs> sorry
1: I know that's not funny but it's a little right it's a little funny <laughs> over
3: it. I mean crushed it well, yeah he, so it's he, gone he your, your violin's in. gone right anyway I digress yeah. so we're at the Orlando Calling concert which never happened again. Yeah, it's there, a, which is a shame. There's a bunch of promoters yeah. standing around in a circle, drinking and and sharing, trying to one up each other on stories. And I'm just listening. I've got nothing. You and got you got the the Robert Plant story. No, okay. Because somebody beat me to it. Oh, someone knew that story. Hang on, okay. <laughs> uh, f- this this promoter, he goes. Uh, I'm going to tell that story. He goes, yeah. So man, I'm I'm in London with. Uh, with Blake Shelton, and uh, you know we're do- we're doing this concert, and is that the American Idol guy? Yeah, okay. and he goes uh, and uh, we we go out to dinner. Robert Plant is in town and 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 I know his uh, his manager, and uh, we go out to dinner and uh, and we're just talking, and Robert Plant tells us amazing story that he was in Nashville a <laughs> couple of years ago. <laughs> hello. <laughs> and This guy tells the exact same oh, story. You got ripped off. <laughs> and no, I didn't get ripped okay. off. What I learned is how insecure Robert Plant is. <laughs> he, that two years later, he's, he's still, still fucking telling this story, like oh, I never do this. You no, know, apparently he never does
1: that. Well, in my in my head, I see Jazz hands, with Robert Plant, yeah. Charles Nelson Riley, kind of <laughs> hello. God, <I>
3: need, <laughs> he needs therapy now. I, you know, can you imagine your, your, your Robert plant and now you can't even buy wine (laughs) at a Kroger in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Terrace Teeter. So, um, Hey, we got sponsors. One of them is a God sponsor and uh, it's compass box whiskey. You should drink it. It's really tasty. Uh, go to a liquor store, ask for it. There's some there if you want some. And we, we have button guy. What's It, it called? It's called compass box.
3: I I see it right over there. right
1: there. I haven't had any yet. Well, it's it's there if you want it. And we got a button guy. You're a button guy. He uh, he makes buttons. He's on Instagram. Use your button guy. And here's a commercial. Question number four for you. Uh, How do you feel about the United States Space Force?
3: Well, I would feel something for it if it existed. (laughs) It's going to. Trump's going to have another four years in office. Come on. Space Force. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm sorry. It's so stupid. I think <laughs> if if we don't fall into some sort of the, the perils of actual civil war, uh-huh. we we and you know we keep it together. We probably will eventually have space wars. A uh, a military presence in space. Okay. I think that makes that's that you know makes sense because where else are you gonna go? Um but man the namespace for us right now sounds really stupid really silly it's <laughs> really stupid and it, it especially sounds like uh just a just a big crazy distraction from real issues that that we have like man if if, if you want to say something that that should appeal to people that are that are pro you know Country and 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 about the the veterans about our military. uh-huh Let's take care of our veterans. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Let's, let's start. Let's,
1: let's take the money from Space Force. Yeah,
3: let's let's start there. <laughs>
1: yeah, and move it over here to the because people who who have actually protected us on Earth.
3: We uh, yeah we've really neglected these these people that have they they've gone over there. They've a lot of them have have suffered from a great amount of uh, of affliction. That, that comes with uh you know being in those situations where there's you know bodily harm and there's there's death there's devastation you know it's it sounds really good at the time like hey let's go kick their ass but you know you're putting people on the line yeah yeah and, and they're away from their family and so the, and there's also there's there's the domestic collateral of the families that they've left behind they're not seeing their kids grow up they're they're not being with with them during these these cornerstone moments Out right now as we speak there's people on yeah. the mexican border <laughs> and and what a what a kick to the balls that they they finally get home yeah and and they're not getting the assistance that that, that mighty government that that huge bloated uh budget that sent them there can't follow through with helping them get it back together uh, adapting back in a are you fucking kidding me that kills me and that to me is the epitome of that is anti-patriotic absolutely you're all about oh let's send our troops what about what is the exit plan what about because you know what at the end of the day there's nothing sexy about that there's nothing romantic about that there's no movies being made about coming home from war well there are but there's the big ones it, it's yeah. all about war it's yeah. going it's going there uh-huh. but the reality the stuff that really matters that sticks is the life after war and that's what we need to address so space force can suck it okay cool that's the right answer Write down the right answer
1: okay uh, on, on a, a slightly less serious if a genie uh granted the ability to have a, a cyclopedia of knowledge or skill of one narrow subject instantly, what would it be? Space Force. <laughs> My name's... <laughs> well,
3: I would want to, you know, know how to do a podcast properly. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> no. Uh, what, wait, let me, let me digest... What- huh. If a genie <laughs> magically
1: granted you the ability to have a cyclopedic knowledge slash skill in one narrow subject. That's the key line. One narrow subject. Instantly what would it be?
3: Five. Well, four. I would take music theory.
1: Alright. You don't know that? I mean you could never know. There's no answers to that. You think? Yeah. You the, obviously know more about it than I do.
3: I you know, I'm I'm self taught to yeah. it, to a great degree. And um for me it was about You know, once once my my mom taught me some chords, I then I could sit down and listen to a record, and I had enough of an ear where I could go. That note Mm -hmm. goes is is here, and and that and this is the chord that plays this song. Assuming it's it's in. So, but it was in you to begin with. See, it's not in me. I don't don't have that. That's not really music theory. Yeah, Yeah, that's just playing by ear. Okay. But I somebody wiser than myself and most people are, said to me, uh anybody can learn music theory, but that uh playing by ear, being spontaneous with music is something you're either born with or you and I don't know if that's true or not, but that sounds good. Yeah, I think it is. So I'm gonna stick with that because right. that's the kind of musician I am. You're always trying to get but, better. But oh yeah. Yeah. Uh but I feel like if I really knew music theory, uh, I would have more tools yeah. to to uh, to play with, and and that would probably be on the keyboard. That would be a piano. Uh, I Jess- play none of these instruments, by the way. My, my wife does. Yeah, that's beautiful though. There's yeah. a
1: violin underneath there. It's kind of underneath where underneath the couch. Oh, wow. There's probably one in the closet too. Oh. I mean, she plays some you things should, I don't. You should bring it out of the closet. I know. I try to get her to play more, but uh, she she's one of those people who actually can play beautifully, but she was kind of forced to play. As a kid, so she resents it a little bit.
3: Yeah, then that,
1: that makes me sad. Yeah, that's why we got we got a, like a semi-sort of a little bit decent keyboard for her, like eighty-eight keys, and and uh, because if it's a big
3: enough keyboard, I wouldn't want to be schlepping that to gigs.
1: No, no, it, but it, it, it's not, we're not gigging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it
3: sounded cool when I said it, though. Jesse, yeah. Jesse was forced. You know, I, she showed some promise to her parents, and then they insisted that she take violin lessons. Yeah. You said fiddle earlier, which I like. It's the same thing. Yeah, I know. I what's, uh, what's I,
1: I I like the joke. Uh, what's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? Do you know the the? the well, I know
3: Jesse's answer, which it's you know, violin is associated with classical, non-bluegrass. Yeah, but there is a slight difference in that the way that the bridge. Yeah. Is I think is, I knew this is, too. Is designed. Uh, that the, they're they're shaped differently to accommodate this style of playing.
1: I had a bluegrass guy tell me that you carry a fiddle in a sack.
3: <laughs> it has to be a burlap sack.
1: <laughs> bluegrass joke. Yeah. yeah. And we. Used Does to... she play down here? I, I I saw you guys play Saturday, but I, I I was drinking. Down where? Does she play? Is she playing on her neck, or is she playing down like this? Because I know that's a bluegrass thing too, where it's resting on your arm. Am so, I wrong on this? You know more about music than I she's, do. She's. I mean. I feel like she was kind of like wasn't up. Like classical
3: style she wasn't up in her in her neck she uh there, there's a difference in how you hold your your wrist yeah, yeah that i've noticed yeah that allows the the reed to either play single strings mm-hmm. or blend strings together to get more of a chordal type of sound yeah, yeah. um jesse can do either yeah and uh she's as far as her placement of the reed on the on the on the strings it's pretty much right there between the bridge and the and the neck yeah she doesn't it's sweet watching you guys play take well thank you yeah it is i i
1: see you watching her and you guys played enough where you probably can key off each other and it's very sweet it's it's uh I, i wish i had that with my wife that's that's an extra language that you guys get to speak to each other which is sexy and wonderful and amazing and beautiful and i i'm sure you don't take it for granted
3: i hope i don't i mean uh i think if you do anything enough you you might have a tendency yeah. to slide yeah. towards that's just the way it's going to be tomorrow yeah, yeah but you know we we realize that tomorrow doesn't come until it comes it's absolutely illusions and yeah. uh you know it's it's a, it is a beautiful thing i'd love the fact that we've evolved over the years to um, have this communication that's unspoken uh, on on stage and off stage, uh, and uh, you kissed her goodbye when she left, which was very
1: sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's sweet. I do that. I, I don't ever literally leave the room. Like not leave the room, but every morning I get up and and she gets up at the crack of dawn, and I don't. I lead this dumb life, so I don't really have to. But I get up. And, and see her off Because I don't I want to kiss her goodbye I want to see her Make sure she's okay
3: And pack her lunch and shit And I kind of get that from you If Jesse and I are together Yeah uh, Her morning usually starts off Because she sleeps later than I do Lucky uh, yeah. our, our dog Emmy Lou Harris And I <laughs> Of course Sandwich her uh-huh. With kisses oh, In the morning oh. and, and hopefully our What dog, a special sandwich Hopefully Emmy's kisses are stinkier than mine Yeah but that's uh that's been a tradition uh and that's i think that's probably a good way to wake up and then uh maybe there's breakfast made on the camper stove or uh or we we just decide to head on down the road to whatever our, our next It's destination exciting is. being you isn't it it's a good life yeah if, if i wasn't me i would be a little jealous <laughs> um did you ask your third question I'm not really good at this,
1: dude. <laughs> it's, it's, all I want to do is talk to people. When we're having a good time, you're having a good time, is it's all yeah. right. Yeah, Did correct. you ask your third question and make one up? I don't think I did. Okay, I asked, this is your
3: last one, so no pressure. Yeah, I asked about the uh, Saturday morning cartoons uh-huh. and cereal. I asked you about a moment with a, like a local... Oh, yeah, my, my uh, Josh Carter moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so my one more. Concert. So I guess my last, and this off the top of my head, uh-huh. um, what advice would you give... To um, somebody, this is a two two part question. What, <laughs> is it
1: really? <laughs>
3: <Okay>. just, just <laughs> the first part you're making up. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> okay. The first part is, what advice would you give to somebody that's just moved to downtown Orlando, uh, or not downtown, to Orlando? Yeah. Uh, and also, what advice would 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 how would it be different from the advice that you would give to somebody that's lived here as long as you have?
1: It's the same. Go to Beefy King. It's the same way. <laughs> go to BB King. <laughs> Always go to B.V. King, That That's the answer. Go to BB King. Unless you're a vegetarian, then you probably shouldn't go to
3: B.V. King. And what happens when BB King? BB King's gone. It's
1: never gonna be gone. <laughs> you butt your tongue, young man. It's BB King.
3: No. Um. Uh, what advice?
1: I would. Uh, I would say go to BB King. I'd say go to Tanqueray's downtown. That's a little institute, <laughs> institution. Institute also. Uh, I would say um um uh, walk around like downtown not downtown in the, in the, the actual downtown part but in the where the where the, the houses are and look we, we've got some oldish houses I mean I mean, I mean they're nothing really old early 1900s but it's pretty down there and then uh, avoid Disney <laughs> you know we got stuff you know ask ask someone who looks mildly hip where they go. You know, and, and then go where they go. But go, not too heavy. Yeah, go to, go to Mills 50 or come into Audubon or, you know, go down to the Milk District. We got stuff. You know, we, we've got things. You don't need to go out to iDrive. And there's good stuff out in iDrive. I'm not shitting on iDrive. But it's, you, you rolled your eyes a little bit. Um, no, I was just yeah. thinking
3: about the, the, the guys with the skinny tight jeans and the handlebar mustaches that ride around on the fixed gear bikes. We still have those? maybe i'm i i I haven't been in orlando a a whole lot lately so you 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 guys guys ran those guys out of town no
1: i didn't there's room for everybody dude you know i just that's not my thing but but uh more power to you if you don't want brakes in your bike there is yourself
3: out there's room for everybody (laughs) i like that i also feel like though sometimes you can't help but look at somebody and go you're trying a little too hard but you did that i did that i wore parachute pants at one point
1: i'm sure you made some bad fashion decisions <laughs> you would flip flops on stage in front of seventy thousand people
3: proud well they couldn't see my flip flops.
1: <laughs> yeah i know but you almost slipped you almost blew it because of bad wear,
3: footwear i did wear parachute pants yeah
1: me too skinny tie did him a mullet i feel like you like might have rocked the
3: mullet at you one know, point I, you're right in yeah. that at some point our, our tribal instincts kick in and and uh hopefully y'all grow that that that, need, that to need to fit in. That need to fit in. Yeah, because God, it, it kind of sucks, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, it's okay oh, Parachute pants are cool. But you, did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, did, did <laughs> anybody? Not. Did anybody really like parachute pants? I did.
1: I, my, see, mine looked more like leather pants to me in my in my head. They were very, they were skinny pants before skinny pants, and, and they looked they because I, I kind of had this. I wanted to be Bono and Jim Morrison at the same time. Oh, okay. And then I discovered Ducky Dale, and I wanted to be Ducky Dale. Uh, but at the time, this was just all I had was was parachute pants, very large oversized thrift door jacket, skinny tie, and a giant Duran Duran looking fedora and eyeliner.
3: So you were kind of uh, 80s mod. Yeah, I, I, bordering on new wave boy, I guess. Yeah, new wave 80s. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, I mean... That's kind of where the girls were. I think most of our yeah. fashion sense in the 80s we got from watching MTV. A little bit. And, uh, you know, at that age or at any age, when do, do, do you ever look at what you're wearing in the mirror and go, if somebody takes a photo of me tonight, <laughs> is this going to, is this going to age well? <laughs> I mean, who cares? That's what, see, that's what I got my wife for. Like she, uh,
1: she bought me a pair of adult fancy boy shoes recently. Like, right. yeah, I got, I got like a, like adult shoes and, uh, apparently I'm like, if, if I, uh, have to go like to a big boy like business meeting as if that's gonna happen. Man, when you
3: <laughs> said big boy, my first thought was Shoney's. No, 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 if no. I have to go to a Shoney's. It's not
1: a hamburger. Thing. <laughs> no, no. This is if I have to talk to potential sponsors who haven't listened to the podcast. I have. I'm. I've, I've got an adult pair of shoes that I'm. I'm, I'm under strict. I, you have to wear that. We bought these. You have to wear them. You said you <laughs> like them. And uh, so I got I got adult shoes. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the first time I probably had adult shoes that someone else hasn't owned.
3: By being adult, do you mean uncomfortable shoes?
1: No, these they're cool. They're they're like they're like desert boots, but not suede. Desert boots. Remember desert boots? You you know them. I know you know them. The Indiana like...
3: Jones style. No,
1: no, no. These are they're like got like three strings come up right right above your ankle through like three eyelids. Oh, I've had a few pairs. Yeah, of those. see, but these know. these are they're. They're uh, an adult price point that
3: I can't pay for. But it's fun funny movie. that I'm uh, that I'm find myself talking about fashion because anybody that knows, pardon me, what I typically wear, it's like, dude, the uh, the whole like uh, pearl snap country western thing. You would have liked when I sold vintage menswear. That was menswear. a long time ago. <laughs> you. And you need to get. And in fact, I remember this young girl calling me out one time. I don't know why she was so angry. I I didn't really even know her I was was friends with her friend and I think she thought I was trying to pick up on her friend which Uh which I wasn't yeah you know it was like she just man just gave me this whole (laughs) yeah look at you with your cowboy (laughs) boots and your and your pearl snap shirts (laughs) fuck you but you know I'm I'm the classic like most people yeah god man I come I come up with the best comeback lines uh huh after it's too late. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah you're at home. <laughs> no, I'm
3: driving home. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, how dare you say that? I, I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, bitch. <laughs> Boom, you called her out on my podcast in yeah. case she's listening. Yeah, she knows. She probably is listening. <laughs> you she's win. Like, oh, I feel bad now. He was born in Nashville.
1: How <laughs> many of those Western shirts you got?
3: Dude, I've got a collection. Yeah, yeah. They're worth money. I've got, yeah. in fact, I have a pearl snap. My prized pearl snap shirt is a mandarin collar. <sighs> Which, uh, if you don't know what that looks like, it's like the, the style. Uh, where did that come from? It's kind of like China, India. Uh, the Beatles wore Mandarin colors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, um, I, I lived in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is like Winter Park is to Nashville. Okay. I mean, Winter Park is to Orlando, but yeah. same distance. Yeah. And, and still considered kind of a part of Nashville. Uh, but it is corporated. It's a little, you know, you can look it up, whatever. Um, a lot of country music stars lived in Brentwood or on Franklin Road between Nashville and Brentwood, and, and now they've spread out. A lot of them are in Franklin, which is the next uh, town down the road. Waylon Jennings lived a walking distance from my house, and we used to go sledding on his hill uh, on snow when we knew there was going to be a snow day and it was great, but it was dangerous, really dangerous. Yeah, because yeah. if you didn't stop before you reached Old Hickory, and that road was always plowed and okay. cars... Yeah, so you're going across the you're busy gonna, busy road you're be Willie Jennings' front lawn. This is like 2 a.m. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> But because of the, the steep angle of this hill, at a certain point going up the hill, you could see into his compound. Yeah. Especially in the wintertime when the leaves had fallen off the deciduous trees... You can see directly into his... He had this brick wall, Uh which is maybe 10 feet high. Yeah. And he had a swimming pool back there, like a kidney-shaped pool with a a very steamy um, hot tub. Hot tub, of course. And you know, people just you know hanging out in robes and bat and, and bathing suits, and some of them naked. I noticed because uh, you could see them from through the trees. <laughs> you creepy guy, and, <laughs> <laughs> creepy kid. Yeah, okay. I'm
1: like 13 years old. Whalen Jennings,
3: full bush, cowboy hat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember one one year it it snowed. It was after New Year's Eve, and I had fireworks left over from New Year's Eve, and one of us got into my. Duffel bag that that it might have been me that was full of you know like fireworks, random yeah, fireworks and whiskey that we stole from from the folks' liquor cabinet. Maybe some smokes, maybe some pot. I don't remember. remember Boy's Life magazine, slingshot. Yeah, we light a a roll of uh, of 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 blackjack uh, firecrackers, Uh and uh, a few minutes later, Waylon Jennings shotgun front (laughs) lawn. I'm, I'm sledding right past the, the the main gate, and and this little side door opens up, and here comes this this gentleman in in, in like uh, uh, slippers and a robe and smoking something and a drink in a hand, and he he looks around, he sees these sleds and my handful of you know these it's my my friends are like the the the, the the what do you call it we were like the kids from from misfit island the uh the toys from Misfit. yeah island. yeah yeah you guys said that they the, uh the, well yeah we weren't the most popular kids in school but man we knew how to sneak out of our parents house before snow night and go yeah, out and yeah. drink some whiskey and get in trouble in front of waylon Jennings' house he comes out there and he looks around and he's like fuck you guys are trying to upstage me <laughs> And uh, as a kid, I, I don't think I really appreciated how cool that moment yeah, was that the time. Jennings, yeah. I, if, if I'd had the presence of mine, I would have been like, hey, uh, you got some whiskey in there? <laughs> yeah, I suppose you, you I need a guitarist. Show, show, show me the General Lee. I know you have. <laughs> Just
1: a good old boy. Yeah. Uh, question number six for you. It's an email. Uh, emails are sponsored by the Nook on Robinson. They are a bar. They're about everything that's local. Local beer local wines, drinks, local art, just local cool stuff. It's about Orlando. They're located in, Rosie, they're located in the Milk District at 2432 East Robinson Street. Go in and tell them we, we uh, sent you in there. You can email us over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. This is short and sweet and to the point. They didn't even sign their name. It literally just says, why is loving someone with all that you've got so damn scary? Simple. That's that's the whole entire email. Someone's having trouble. Why is it scary? Mm, that's what it says.
3: Well, I think any time that you not just in a relationship, but in a vocation, something that any time that you dedicate yourself to something you really care about, uh-huh. it's scary because what's on the line yeah is is the possibility that it doesn't work out. Yeah. It's it's gonna fail, and you you don't give a shit about stuff that you don't care about. Yeah. Well, that's an oxymoron. But if <sighs> but why is loving someone so with all you've got with all you got? That's what it says right here in parentheses. Then, yeah, I think yeah. The, the answer is right there in, yeah. in the fact that. Uh, but here is the thing: mm-hmm. the stuff that we need to face. Uh, that we really, that road you really need to take, the path that you really don't want to take, or, or, and I'm not talking about the instinct that says that might kill you. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I'm talking about risking the emotional investment, your heart, and going. Yeah, but I'll be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. It's worth it though, what right? What if I fail? Well, I mean, not to coin a yes song, but yeah. <laughs> owner of a lonely heart. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you're much better off risking breaking your heart. Use a little bit of strategery, if I may (laughs) quote an (laughs) ex-president. And and maybe don't, you know, when it comes to a person in that romantic relationship, it's probably a good idea not to lay it all down immediately just because you feel that let let that be you it feels so good when you do it and in time yeah. you know, trust your instinct, and and then you can because you don't want to scare them away. Do
1: you think that's older Joseph saying that, or is, is mm-hmm. were you not like putting your all your cards on the table? Because I was, I was, I love you, I need you forever, and I, I was wrong, like I was totally wrong. But if but you if, do that, if yeah. you do
3: that with you with that voice, yeah, it, it fails every time.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> no it it it's never worked. It's never worked. Me, I'm <laughs> ever, ever. Although, well, no, it worked one time. I told Didi on the roof of my house behind steak and chips in winter park uh that exact thing I, I love you and it worked out fine like it took me a little while well but, <clears throat> like one, that one in 900 times i did that with girls it worked out really well
3: i guess i am yeah. trying to put it into a formula and that's not fair because hey it, sometimes it, the 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 long shot you know the romantic like uh What's his name? Kuzak. John Kuzak. Yeah. You know,
1: in your arms. Holding yeah. up yeah. The, the,
3: the, the boom box. Yeah. You know, that's look, I did that. Yeah. I did that all through high school. And, I was that and, guy. And I was boy def- and but you know, here's something I think some people can identify with is um and you're you're a romantic when you really lay it on the line, you're also most apt. To probably get really, really heartbroken. Crushed. And there's some good stuff that can come from yeah. that. Yeah. I've written a lot of my best, my favorite songs from that. And, uh, man, that pain is so pure. And it's so real. You don't appreciate it when you're in it. We, we but, talk about that a lot. later them. on, yeah. you're like... Man, I discovered George Jones when I was about to kill myself. Oh, and you're and, you're on the the floor in your bedroom at yeah. two o'clock
1: morning, just bawling your eyes out because yeah. because someone doesn't love you as much as you love them. No, that was the good stuff. That was the cool stuff, and it brings you to where you need to be eventually.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I could be well, wrong. You're, I think you're lucky. Yeah, you're born if you're born with a heart that can be broken. Yeah, you're lucky because what I discovered in my life was that. I, I got broken a few, maybe too many times yeah. for myself, and I then became the guy that I remember an earlier me would have said that guy doesn't care about women. hmm uh-oh. I was able, not no, I yeah. didn't abuse women. Or yeah, anything, yeah, no, but, I didn't think he had that in you, but... But, but what, I'm, what I'm getting to is that a younger me became very, very close, like best friends with girls that i was really attracted to oh, physically yeah i've done that, yeah, that to you. a lot of guys have and because yeah. and, i didn't know how to break that seal yeah i was too afraid and uh and these girls would always i was it, it was consistent their little talks with our long not little talks <laughs> long, long long conversations <laughs> would be Why can't I just find a guy that's good? It's me. And and you're screaming on (laughs) the inside. Yeah. yeah. And yet you're also going, you are so full of shit. (laughs) Because if you've known this girl long enough, you know, she consistently goes for the bad boy. Uh uh The guy that will probably cheat on her. The guy that doesn't respect her. The guy that doesn't care about her opinion. But, but yet, somehow, he is the knight in shining armor. Yep. And, you know, after I got hurt so many times, it wasn't like a conscious effort to go, hey, I'm going to become that guy. My heart just became calloused. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I found myself playing the field Yeah. in Orlando. And if there's anybody out there listening, if <laughs> I hurt you... Uh, I think he means it. I was that yeah. guy. And yeah. I'm sorry. I really fucked up. And in a lot of capacities where uh, the role was reversed. Yeah. And I found myself in, in these quasi relationships where that girl really was a good one. yeah. yeah. And not like the one I have now. No, I, like I but, said, everything leads man, you to where you need to be. If you was let a catch. it, catch, yeah, and yeah. and I just I was just not too afraid to put it all on the bec- table, or no, just, no, just, just no, running through it. No, the opposite yeah. because I'd already been hurt, run the gamut, yeah. and I got a taste of when when you shut down a certain part of your emotional mm-hmm. availability, you actually can get some hotter girl no
1: there's there i don't give a shit a lot of guys,
3: guys are listening to this going dude that is a fucking god no no there's some they're... girls may be going oh that's bullshit no it's not i there's i had truth. i had a little bit of a moment like that before
1: i met my wife between my last real girlfriend and my wife i yeah. i had a little bit of a man whore thing that i did it was short-lived i wasn't really proud of it i was pretty
3: safe for the but most you discovered part discovered a truth yeah uh, you know, I, some I'm, guys never leave that because they're like, "Whoa, man, I can get a much hotter level girl." Because these girls are so used to being, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful," yeah, and all of a sudden you're indifferent and you're not faking it. Yeah, all, oh, you really are kind of like, eh, "I take it or leave it." And that girl, all of a sudden, that that won't even entertain the notion of of hanging out sexually with her her best friend who really wants to break that mold mm-hmm. but he's too nice yeah and all of a sudden this guy that won't even buy her a drink or like ask her what her favorite movie is she's like willing to go home with him well, i uh it happens all I i made some bad
1: mistakes me and, too and but i think we both wound up in very good places like yeah. i said i saw the way you look at your girl you know i i, I saw the concern when she was trying to come over here and you had to get her here and, and you know and you kissed her goodbye and good for you and this brings up yeah. a
3: good thing too to, to maybe you know pull it back into for some people they they want to go is this person right for me am I right for this person well those are very logical practical questions but the other question is how's the timing yeah because we change we're always is that window of time? The right timing, uh, your your future self might be more compatible with that girl that you're breaking up with right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or vice versa.
1: All right, you didn't sign the email, but hopefully that helped. If you're listening, uh, commercial number three. Oh, well, before that, the Romano Law Firm. If you need a lawyer, Daryl Romano and the Romano Law Firm is the one you need. I would use them. I've known Daryl my whole life and he's a good man and i believe he believes in the law the romanolawfirm.com and here's another commercial you asked for it they're gonna do it orlando meats is now open for dinner you need to go there tonight you've been there for breakfast you've been there for lunch and you know how amazing that is now you need to go check them out for dinner while you're in there, grab something from the butcher, something amazing, something local, something you're not going to find any other place in Orlando. Orlando Meats is Orlando's butcher and an award winning restaurant, all in the same place. They're located just right in the section of Orlando you want to be in anywhere. They're at 728 Virginia Drive, down by the Matador. Go in, check them out, have a beer have a sandwich, grab something from the butcher, and be happy. And let them know you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Who doesn't love cheese? Everyone loves cheese. You love cheese. Your mom loves cheese. Your neighbor loves cheese. I love cheese. And you know who I love? Le Femme du Fromage. They are Orlando's cheese shop. Farmstead handmade cheeses from around the world. They also have wine and beer, and they make the most amazing grilled cheese sandwiches. If you haven't been there, you need to check it out. And if you have been there, you need to go back again. There's a reason people call them Orlando's Cheese Shop, because they're so damn good at cheese. They're just cool people. They're located over in the East End Market at 3201 Korean Drive. They are Orlando's Cheese Shop, they are La Femme du Fromage. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch. And good conversation. It's a new year. You deserve something delicious. You deserve craft beer. Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor is your place for amazing craft beer they've been doing it since the beginning of the craft beer movement and there's a reason why they love doing what they're doing because they love craft beer in-house award-winning brewing 300 plus bottles 26 beers on tap in a very cool comfortable laid-back environment great bartenders and food trucks and it's just chill it's just a good time you need to check it out if you've been before you need to go back and if you haven't been what are you waiting for they are located in the audubon park garden district at 2810 Coorine drive going tonight Tell him you heard about them on Scotch and good conversation. Your third question. Did you ask me three? I feel like you asked me three already.
3: Let's rewind the tape. Okay, there was uh, something about some things. <coughs> it was a twofold question. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Mm. Uh, is there you... any more bourbon?
1: Right there, that, that, uh, that your feet. And I'm going to assume you asked me a question, so I'm going to move on. We have two more. Question number seven for you, and this one I've been looking for an answer for, for a while. At this juncture in 2018, why haven't we made a better distribu- distribution vessel for toothpaste?
3: Um, well, which uh, distribution vessels are you familiar with? Well, there's the squeezy tube. Yeah. And then there's the new fangled plastic tube. You haven't tried the toothpaste aerosol. Are you kidding? yes okay (laughs) (laughs) I don't get out of the house much (laughs) my wife does a lot of the toothpaste shopping personally I think toothpaste should be designed more like silly string okay uh, or or like um, cheese whiz. Okay, so I I'm on, mm. it tastes like it cheese. Phew. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> just rinse it around, and it should be propelled by super super duper strong nitrous oxide. Okay, that sounds violent. Puts it all. Into <laughs> yeah, it
1: just sounds like whole just, new. You, know, you spit out, and it's nothing but toothpaste and teeth in your in, in the sink. Yeah. No.
3: Why no. would it? What's your experience with nitrous oxide? Uh, oh, oh, none. It's laughing gas. <laughs> Zero. I forgot. I forgot that was. I was thinking something else. <laughs> no. I wish it sounds fun. nitroglycerin.
1: Yeah. No. I, I uh, No, 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 I was thinking something would shoot in your mouth like violently. Yeah, not not a gas more like a, uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So 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 uh, new toothpaste is on I feel like someone at this juncture probably should
3: have come up with something better than the tube, right? Am I wrong? Why can't they put toothpaste in the handle of the toothbrush that's super concentrated? Okay, and all you do is squeeze. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, really, you need to get on that. Or let's or erase the, that part of I, the not
1: Nope, can't do it. You, you need to, to put it in a, in a certified letter <laughs> and email it to yourself real quick. Because or look, email it. Uh,
3: mail it to yourself. Um, one thing that I've gotten past in your life, a post bachelor, uh huh, is the need to like. Limit the term of your toothbrush by a by a shorter period than what you think it is. Yeah. Like my wife, she throws away toothbrushes after like a week. You know they're really bad for the environment. Well, that's why we only use wood toothbrushes <laughs> <Okay>. with natural. <laughs> this is uh, yak hair. Okay, sure. This yeah. is yeah. Uh, porcupine quills. No, it turns out it's actually from their pubic region. Ooh. It's really short. Well, no, it's yeah. been bleached. It's like like. With Brillo that, pad. with organic bleach. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I've got I, I don't use a lot of like like hippie organic things, but I got a, a very cool uh toothpaste toothbrush that they give money back to to the poor and they they that's that's and I can't think of the name of it for the life of me, but it's got a huge head. It head on it's about that big. It's a big wide thing, and it gets up in your gums. It's glorious. It's it's like a massage for your hole inside of your mouth. It's, Speaking of massage for the hole in your mouth. That
3: spider. Can we press pause so I can go to the bathroom? Yeah, room? yeah. Hold
1: on one second. I'll get Rosie out. Hold on. We're almost done anyway. Hold on one minute. Pp break. This one's long. This might be the longest episode I've ever done. Wow. Yeah, yeah. New, new, it's new records record? all the time here at Scotch and Good Conversation. Um, the last question. This, and this is silly. It's, it's uh, who do you know that I don't know who brings something to the world? You've got Bono in your phone. Can you get him on the podcast? Mm. No, probably not.
3: Well, the thing about Bono, <laughs> he's very unpredictable. Yeah, he's hardly ever in Orlando. Yet. And uh, he, he's the kind of person that you don't really know. It couldn't hurt asking him. Yeah.
1: You yeah. never know. But, no. he's,
3: but he's also obviously really busy, and he's mm-hmm. being pulled in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Someday. He's gonna get he's gonna come in my spare room. Uh, Rosie's
1: gonna bark at him. Who do you know who who uh I mean you you don't know everybody who's been on my podcast, but throw out some names. This is this is the part where, where you 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 go, well, try this person. See you go through your
3: head, go you know, somebody that could come in uh, Somebody just bring something to Orlando or the world. Somebody that could be on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I like how you're using your guests that's to how find you, you new guests. That's how you're you wound up here. <laughs>
1: I forgot who told me your name, but but that's how you wound up here. That's gonna be my next question. Yeah, yeah. who referred you? Yeah.
3: Um, well, I you know obviously I'm I'm partial to the world of of music. We like musicians. W- that's the yeah. world I know. Yeah. Uh, Brian chartakoff could walk over here. I don't
1: know that name. Who is it? What's he do?
3: Well, uh, Brian, besides having a really amazing goatee, okay, we like that. Uh, <laughs> And he enjoys. the important for podcasting. En- enjoys the adult beverage. I <laughs> like or that. Got that song. covered. Yeah, yeah. He's a great musician. Okay. And uh, he's he. Any given occasion, it's hard to count how many projects he's involved with. Love it. Whether it's actual bands, or it's studio projects, mm-hmm. or it's a upcoming tribute that he's a part of he's got a uh, a country classics thing that he's doing december 20th this might come out right before that nice plug good that, cool jenna uh, smile is doing with a whole bunch of it's a who's who list of of local musicians maybe some non-locals at will's pub okay and so if you like classic country that'll be fun and um well, you've had Kaylee Baker on, right?
1: Uh, yes, re- just recently.
3: No, oh. I don't think I have. Okay, well, she's an obvious. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. She's our local white Aretha Franklin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I reached out to her, but we just couldn't get the the, the times to meet. And
3: speaking of Aretha Franklin, uh, we're going to be doing a tribute to her that uh, our friend Shadow Pearson mm-hmm. uh, is. She's she's hosting that again at Will's. And that is uh, this coming weekend.
1: Yeah, I went up to this. Yeah, yeah. That's long. That's and if you're listening way to this, over. you're going to have to build a time machine. <laughs> Go back in time because it's going to be a really good show, and you missed it probably.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe you're listening to this, and you're like, "Yeah, he's right," or, well, he sh- uh, or uh, you're uh, like, "Oh God, you guys should have really learned those." Songs. See,
1: here's what I do: like, if you'd reach out to your friend who lives in my neighborhood and say, yeah, "That guy's
3: not so bad. He talks a lot, dog barks, but good time." Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Hey, Brian, you, you, he has a, a very uh enthused dog as well good and uh yeah you guys could talk dog um thomas Wynn, you probably i've had him on the podcast yeah i like thomas uh his wife hannah
1: yeah yeah i think i think she was slated to come on at some point too because yeah we've got such a rich wonderful music scene here in town where we we could do worse for uh a Disney sort of town we've got a lot of people
3: coming in and I think uh, show, yeah. show promoters have a lot of great stories Jim Faraday his name's come up a, has, a lot yeah, yeah. The, he's there's it'd be hard to find somebody that's handled more important local shows you know he used to own and operate uh, the Sapphire Supper Club mm-hmm. then it became the Sapphire now it's the social when I
1: came to town it was the downtown Jazz and Blues Club
3: Yes, yeah, that, that was pre-Faraday, but he, uh, and then he, he's owned numerous operations that that didn't have the name recognition, but uh, all places where he facilitated his uh, figure figurehead mm-hmm. uh, shows. Yep, I worked at
1: Kinko's yeah. downtown, so you I, saw a lot of that. I,
3: yeah. <laughs> he's getting shows for free. Yeah, a.m. You got you know like braille closet coming in yep, there
1: yep 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 black cats and bottle rockets yeah. and shock uh, lizard and uh, who else tick tock tick tock <laughs> tick, tick,
3: yeah um uh, do you, you know uh eddie fuller right well yeah yeah <laughs> With, and speaking uh, of tick tock yeah um or little two eyes i think was his original michael Donaldson.
1: i think i know that name yeah
3: uh dj named q burn oh yeah yeah yeah, that, that's that. I I, that, I didn't know he was still local. He would be fascinating. That'd be cool. We were roommates at a, at a for a time. Yeah, and then uh, Michael McCraney, who owns the social. I I know Mike. Um, I, I
1: again, that's another person and, I didn't know
3: was still in town. Founding He's... member of Braille Closet. Yep. Um, and his ex partner. Uh, uh, um. Ooh, I'm having a total brain fart Gerard Mitchell okay
1: I know that name too these are these funny these are names that I remember from like the 90s my Kinko's days Gerard
3: was uh, was my manager when I used to uh, own and operate a tattoo body piercing parlor you had a tattoo body piercing parlor you own that I I was actually the first smoke shop downtown and I think I was do you have any tattoos Mm, not that you can see okay <laughs> that's another show got a, like a Prince Albert or something I don't know uh, how. <laughs> I, I, I did body piercing and I did have quite a few bo- uh, gentle piercings Ew. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that, that is the correct answer that's the correct reaction you didn't Ooh. know that? you didn't
1: know that one that was upstairs above the, that
3: sandwich no, shop but I knew those guys yeah they. Uh, I, I knew everybody in town I and
1: didn't that's weird
3: yeah <laughs> There was a, a healthy amount of
1: tattoo body piercing compe- places
3: in Orlando, <laughs> competitive uh, antagonism. Yeah, but it's looking back on it, the whole thing is so funny because <laughs> I, I think I don't know this for certain, but I think I might have been the only tattoo body piercing parlor owner who was not really drawn to that. Wasn't my vocation, not, wasn't
1: it? Your thing, yeah, yeah. no,
3: it, what, it not into
1: hanging yourself from hooks, it and... happened by accident, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I was always about music. Uh-huh. I was always about art. Yeah. But, um, you know, long story short, I, I uh, because I was also really loved to travel, I uh, fell in love with Indonesian clothing, uh-huh. specifically from Bali. And I wanted to go to Asia. And uh, I designed my own clothing line. My mom helped me make the prototypes. I went to Bali. And that led me eventually, uh, well... You know, not just doing wholesale, but I was selling stuff at festivals. And then eventually I started selling this stuff. I had a, a retail store. Okay. In downtown. I feel called,
1: like we can go for another hour and a half, but I got another podcast to record.
3: It's crazy. The Drop Shop. I didn't know you were the Drop Shop. Didn't, yeah. didn't know you were the Drop yeah. Shop at all. It was Mike Johnson and I. Uh, That's funny. And, and and Dave, who got ran out of town because he, uh, the DEA popped in for like, Conspiracies to sell a hundred thousand hits of acid that's a whole nother story yeah
1: that's that that is another
3: <laughs> um story. you know he's still on the land okay just, well, uh, so he can't come on the podcast. but anyway yeah. um you know so i was trying to do something really original and as some of you in orlando know <laughs> it's hard to make a living doing really truly m- stuff that's you know off the beaten path and, and you better have deep pockets because we're getting there yeah anyway yeah. no it's man it has improved <laughs> we're, so we're getting there much yeah i'm talking but, but but hey i'm talking about early 90s yeah
1: yeah no I, when we came to town it was we, disney yeah. we so, had disney
3: you know and yeah and, and, and so i i i i got into doing the tattoos and body piercing out of a a need to stay alive yeah and um why am I even telling this? I don't know. It's late in the podcast. So this kind of I don't know what brought me to that. Tangent. <laughs> you,
1: we, were, we were talking about people to come on. Remind the kids. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah.
3: Gerard used to manage the store for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. And later on, he became an owner of the social. Man, there's a long list. I should send you uh, a text or email on that. Because there's so many great, interesting yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Kurt and Maxine from Maxine's on Kurt,
1: Shine. Kurt, Kurt's is uh, the next. The Kurt's will come out on uh, Wednesday. Usually we okay. come out on Thursday, but it's Thanksgiving. Uh, will
3: Walker from Will's Pub. If I, I've been trying to get him on for years. It will happen at some point. I think a lot of, you know, there's some there's some creative minded, uh, specifically the bar owners that book live music. Yeah, I think they have a, a different edge to them that that I find compelling, and I appreciate them because they're helping. Uh, support art lo- local in our town. music. yeah Kurt does Kurt and Maxine do both because they use all the walls of Maxine's to uh, showcase local art and uh, and now they've recently uh, burlesque yeah the vaudeville shows have become a uh, a regular part of their entertainment we just did their 7th anniversary party block party this past Saturday mm-hmm. and it was a it was a blast. Yeah, it was Eugene crowded. Snowden. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've there. been trying to get him on. He's he's he'd, a character. He'd be great. Yeah, well, Katie Burkus, who has played with him for many years. She's set off on her own. She's a beautiful talent, young and oh man, her voice, what she brings to the stage. It's uh, it's been really great watching her blossom and. Uh, and the other the young musicians that these cats are playing with, Kevin Mains is a great guitarist. I Think I know that name. Um, and I mean, if you go down, uh, Eugene Ten Pints of the Truth on Wednesdays at Will's, yeah, God, yeah. Little, little Indies, Little
1: Indies, yeah, yeah.
3: Those cats are great. I think it'd be fun to actually bring in a career uh, soundboard guy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, imagine <laughs> they talk all, about stories. All yeah. the crazy yeah, stories yeah, yeah. that they've had. Probably know. don't
1: want to burn their bridges, though. You know, you can't tell too many stories. Well, who the prima donnas are?
3: Maybe they could tell stories of that that last venue. Yeah, yeah. That they that they. The worked, one they're not like, at anywhere. The one know. that closed. Or, yeah. or maybe they uh, they don't drop the name of the band, but you know, <laughs> they say uh, I'm not talking about. Uh, Listen, the, the the name of the band <laughs> that I'm talking about rhymes with yeah. Hand of Morse's. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I'm going to cut you short because we have to, do have to get out of here. You do have and to be, cut before, it off before you, before you. I'll get. just keep rambling.
1: Remind the kids where uh, we can hear Sunday morning coming down?
3: Yes, every Sunday live from 9 till noon Eastern Standard Time on Real Radio 104.1 WTKS or on your iHeart app, or I guess you can just go to the website. and mm-hmm. Pull bad. up pull up Real Radio. We do it live, and uh, and uh, check out our Sunday Morning Coming Out Facebook page for related uh, events. Uh, they're all live music-related, and, uh, and we're going to be doing a podcast as well, so you'll be able to go back into the archives. We've been recording all those. Thankfully, josh has been assisting me in that <laughs> he's a good man to know and uh once we figure out the legal issues which should be sooner than later we will package that nicely so that folks can uh can check out that at their own time and place of convenience
1: hindu cowboys is their website their facebook hindu, page
3: hinducowboys.com. okay juno smile.com okay. j-u-n-o smile.com and uh yeah we've uh the next uh, we're doing a, a quite a few shows between now and when we leave uh town in late january but one that i'm excited is a developing show that we're going to be doing pulling off with maxine's it'll be the next john lennon tribute christmas party charity fundraiser in which we'll be raising money for uh animal rescue cool and uh and also necessary supplies, clothing, gently worn shoes, and blankets for homeless vets, as well as another program that I've been uh, helping out with called Music and Memory, where we take uh, iPods and program them with music. Oh, that's nice. Specifically for people that suffer from Alzheimer's. Oh wow! Look at you. Uh, then they're given to the caregiver. Yeah. And it's part of it's like their medicine. Yeah. On a Daily basis, they're listening to this music. That's outstanding. And it helps. uh, They've they've shown proof. They can't really explain it uh, scientifically, but you can take a person that's almost comatose. Yeah. And you put the the headphones on, and they're they're listening to their the music of their heyday, and all of a sudden it's like a light bulb goes off. Yep. Yep. So you can check. You could Google music and memory, and uh, that's a really fun, uh, very worthwhile program that combines. Music with uh, the people that really need its healing powers the most. I will put put links in the show notes for that also. Joseph,
1: you're my friend. I love you. Thank you. I love you too, man. You guys, if there's someone you love, tell them that. It's important. I want to thank my buddy CJ Mask for writing the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. Um, Follow us, like us, uh, subscribe, leave reviews. Take care of each other. Have fun. Peace. Bye-bye.
0: FT Media Production.